G'day hobbyists, Anthony, AOS coach here, bringing you the next episode of uh, Down Under Sigma. I almost called it Faction Focus. Um, there's lots of cool stuff happening, but this is not Faction Focus. This is even better. This is Down Under Sigma. I have with me our regular co-host. He's back. Liam, welcome back to the show. I'm so happy to be here. I missed you guys. So yeah, so happy to be back. So we it's missed happening. you, had that, that, that rogue Hayden stepping up. I don't know how we went. Uh, our views actually went up, so maybe they like him better. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure you did call him Liam, though, didn't you? Pretty sure. And he tried to trigger you by talking about dice apps. Oh, <laughs> oh it's the worst thing ever. Uh, well, I'm, well, not gonna lie. I'm not going to lie, though. Yesterday when I played a game, it was with Plague Monks against, like, going against Plague Monks. And I, there was a part of me going, like, okay, part of me really wishes there was a dice app right now because the amount of attacks they have is messed up. Uh, this is recorded and it's going to get played back to you at some point. So No, uh, no, but I'm just saying, like, I don't like them still, but a part of me was, like, this would be quicker if there was one, but I still hate them. All right, well, um, we've got Australia's TO on the line here, and I'm sure he's got some things to say. So the first guest we're going to have today is the Herald himself, tooting his way to Age of Sigmar glory. It is Clint Herald. Howdy, howdy. Uh, I don't know if tooting is quite the word I want to go with there. Um, so, yeah, hello, everyone. Um, Clint from the Heralds of War, uh, TO of CanCon, uh, if you're Australian, you may have heard of me already. If you're international, <laughs> you might have heard of me already as well. Um, yeah, we're here to talk awesome stuff, aren't we, Anthony? Uh, I think we are. And uh, speaking of awesome, uh, that, that picture above your head is uh, the best Mortark I hear. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Uh... yeah. So that's my, my framed artwork of uh, Manfred right there. So he, he watches over my hobby. Making sure I'm on the right path. <laughs> no. So I'm, I'm a big Manfred fan, number one fan. Oh, actually, no, it's probably number two fan. You're number one. So I think we're a good company today. Yeah, I think um, uh, on Twitter, Psycho Scum, I think um, their name is. They're a massive Manfred fan as well, So, which is pretty awesome. When was uh, the last time Manfred won a GT? When was the last time you won a GT, Liam? Oh, damn. <laughs> um, yep. No response. Dead air is bad. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> pretty sure Arkan has won more GT, so. <sighs> and also on the line poor, and... Poor Gabe's crying. <laughs> Not only is Gabe crying, but Horace... Oh, we, which, I, which I'm pretty sure is Wes, who is trolling me being Dave, Dave Kerr's uh, father on the Masters stream, but... Um, we've got Gabe. <laughs> so, hello, Gabe. What's going on, everybody? Uh, my name's Gabriel. I run the Runax Wargaming out of Brisbane, Australia. So, I do a weekly blog and then various occasional live streams. And I also TO the Runax Wargaming, uh, sorry, the Runax Team Championship. Ugh, got that out finally. Um, which is a, a four man team tournament that runs every november i say every november it's only been once so far but we're running it again so that counts call it the annual the <laughs> annual teams tournament and uh, we've yeah. only, we've only had one but it's still annual that's a hundred percent success rate <laughs> that's it yeah so 
yeah, that keeps me pretty busy. I've just started planning for that. So there's a few few things in the work to make that happen. And uh, yeah, it should be a really good weekend. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and you I'm, know, for, sorry, what was that? I'm super keen for that again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, I need to get my tickets early. Oh, baby. It's going to be good. Liam, yeah. you've, got a, uh, you've got a pretty good performance to back up this year, don't you? you yeah, Clint? but... Yeah, I think um, I think we're all set parted ways. The team, though, I think Clint's doing his own thing. Maybe there'll be a Herald's team. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and up. then and then broken Chris up. Welfare can't make it. I think he has other commitments, like a family. Aren't you in my yeah. team? I, I, yeah, well, that's a... the thing. That's the thing. We, I mean, I've got a new team. It's called Magro, and I think we got Hayden still. And then I think we might bring up one other person who we we have a few people in mind. Mm-hmm. Um. Shit. But I don't think we should reveal it yet because they probably don't know that we're thinking of them in their roster. <laughs> Excellent. Like, they, they don't know that you've picked them, picked their team for them yet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I know there's there's like a couple of people who have asked to be on my team or say like whatever team you're on, I want to be on it, mate. Well, we only got one slot left, so probably because right. I don't want to play you. Yeah, that's that's actually probably it. <laughs> oh yeah. man. So, all right, well, well, let's get back on track. And I guess the theme of today and, you know, uh, one of the many reasons why these two guests are on the line is we're going to talk about building a strong community. And I think no other community in Australia is as strong as Queensland's going right now. They are so impressive over the last couple of years. It's been going from strength to strength. Um, Breeze Con, who's coming up soon, is has cracked 100 players. So mm. um, we're going to get to that topic very, very soon. And I can't wait to unpack what makes a strong community and what can we all learn um, in order to kind of grow and, and build our communities. But before we get to that, uh, we were talking before about some of the new releases. So who wants to talk about some of the releases this week of stuff that's dropping? Which bit first? Like, Mate, so much. As a, you pick, so you're the much. guest. You're the guest. Righto. Um, well, we'll go with Warcry because it mm. looks amazing. Yep. I, I, I like Chaos Warbands. I'm like, cool, they look pretty cool. I'm like, Terrain, I'm in there. I need to make, <laughs> I need to make so much care card next year and that's all going to look amazing. So that made me really happy, actually. The terrain. Was it, was it the bell? Um, what what made you? There's um... the bell. It's just different. Like there's the sort of like the iron gates, and then there's like a fallen sigma head in the in one of the screenshots as well. And you know, it's just expanding the age of sigma scenery range, and that can only be a good thing. Yeah, mm. and it matches in with their current range really well. Agreed. I, I just like some of the models that they've shown um, is epic. Like all the new like screenshots everyone sees, like those um like the new Furies, I think they are. We don't know what they are yet, but like just all the warbands and all the models they've shown is epic. And also the artwork is beautiful. Yeah. Like, like that is like everything about it just sets the scene where it's like dark, gloomy, chaos field, nailed it on the head. So yeah. Yeah. I love, yeah. I vibe it. Gabe, you're a chaos player? Yeah. Oh, is he? Is he a chaos player? (laughs) Am I into chaos? No. I I saw it. uh, As soon as I saw it, I was stoked. The whole game based around chaos warbands. That's right up my alley. I could not be happier with the release. The models look dope. The 
the Chaos Dwarf group was blowing up because everyone was freaking out, thinking that one of the one of the gentlemen in the in the game was a Chaos Dwarf. But we'll we'll wait and see. I'm not getting too excited just yet. No, I love it. I think it's going to be great. I think um, as long as we align our expectations and realize it's not going to be Mordheim, and as much as I love Mordheim, my Mordheim, my Mordheim warband still in the cupboard. I've got there uh, the original sheet that I'd kind of filled up my army. As much as I want that back on, uh, it's not coming back. But I think this is going to be really cool, and I like the models. Yeah. Well, the other cool thing is that it's designed by the same guys who've done uh, Underworlds and Kill Team. And mm. Kill Team has killed it. Like, they have nailed it on the head. Um, that's probably one of, like, don't want to give 40 hit too much credit, but seeing <laughs> Kill Team has, like, been awesome to see. And I think a lot of hobbyists have come back because of that skirmish thing. So mm. seeing something like Warcry, I think we'll get a lot of returning hobbyists into the fantasy side more, um, which I think will be really cool for the community mm. as well. Um, and also Underworlds, like, that's a really tight game. So I'm guessing it might be a similar matter where it is going to be a very tight, like you can't bend rules or anything. It's very tight yeah. formatted. And one wrong mistake, you've probably lost the game, which is what happens in Underworlds. So yeah. I'm not, super excited. I'm, I'm not the biggest Underworlds fan, but I love the models. And yeah. I'm hoping that we can repurpose that range into um, into uh, Warcry. Um, yeah, maybe. Just to give me an excuse. I think it's going to be. I think if those two games, Kill Team and, and Underworlds, are anything to go by, the rule set's going to be super tidy, which is what I'm excited about. I hope it's not. I hope there's a lot of depth. And by the sounds of the article, they've said that it's very character driven. That there's a campaign in there. Hopefully, it's got a lot of depth and a lot of playability. So that's 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 my hope for it. The one thing as well is, and I know GW has this bad habit at times, where they release an awesome game like Underworlds or Kill Team, and they release new warbands or armies every two months. So, like, there's five warbands, and I don't really want to play the same one warband, like, the, play the same warband or go up against the same warband for the first two months. I think I would get sick of it. So hopefully they release the new stuff, mm. like, all those warbands quickly, like the expansion packs, like, in the first, I'll say, month and a half, maybe. Yeah, just so I don't be bored of the game quickly. If that makes sense, because that's one yeah, thing. I think I will. Yeah, like that's just one thing I hope for, and that's yeah. I think they will because I think they've learnt from, for example, Blood Bowl. They released Blood Bowl way too slow, and it like lost momentum. Um. So yeah, that's just my two cents about like when it comes to War Cry's releases. No, I, I agree. And I think, you know, some, some guys in the chat have said, you know, um, they, they think maybe those six logos are kind of reminds them a little bit about Necromunda. So I'm sure through the learn the lessons of Kill Team, Necromunda, uh, even the, the, the launch of Skirmish, um, hopefully they'll bring that in together and we'll have our own version of Kill Team, um, whatever that yeah. looks like. Yeah, like they've redone Skirmish rules through White Dwarf and stuff. Um, I think that was a good, like, just taste to see if people would do it. But I think I've had this plan for a while and I'm keen for it. Super excited. Yeah. What do we think of Corn? Oh, sorry. Were we going to say something before? No, I... no. I was just going to sing Chaos's praises about how excited I am. <laughs> but hey, onto Corn, that's down the same line. So let's talk about that. More, you, yeah, you talk us about Corn because I know oh, uh, some mate. people are excited. I'm super excited. I think Corn are going to be. I think they're going to be very, very good. This is 
the third book they've gotten now. And I think we're going to see some interesting stuff come out for them. They get endless spells now. They've got a terrain piece, which is, I've heard people call it bland. I think it looks dope. That's just me. The endless spells or, you know, pseudo endless spells. I think they look fantastic. Um, Scarbrand sounds like he's going to hurt some people. Uh, yeah, no, it sounds good. Skullcrushers are coming back as well. So Matt Gaines yeah. just just blowing his lid all day today about about his brass stampede. So he's going to be thrilled. Ahead of uh, the meta, be. He was ahead of the meta. He, you know, by, by, he had, by a year and a half. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well by a year and a half. Ahead of the meta. He had an unhealthy amount of skull crushes before it was, you know, mm. before it was cool. <laughs> I remember him telling me about like that army. He goes, I was tabling people, but just there wasn't enough bodies. But I think with the new rules, they'll just table people quicker and he'll be fine. <laughs> I, I think he will, uh, I think he'll find some pretty juicy stuff in the new book. And I love him happy. And I love how Wyoming community now knows that a Gristle Gore Ghoul King is messed up. So they said, by the way, here's your answer to it. Like six skull crushes. Like if you want a response to this, six skull crushes. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know it's messed up. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. Cool. But it does look cool. I like the new format of blood type and stuff, which is cool. Yeah. I think it's I think it's gonna be a solid book. I think Corn are gonna have a lot. It's gonna be very much a combat toolbox army again which is going to be good. I think they're still going to get a crazy amount of of, uh, of damage dealers. And I'm interested to see what they do with Skull Reapers because they've they kind of alluded to to a, a rewrite of the scroll to kind of clean it up because it's like a wall of text. So hopefully <laughs> hopefully when they redo it, they do a, do a killer job and, and keep them as that kind of elite masher unit. But quick question. Plague Monk's War Scroll is like that long, right? Mm, yes it is but then like did it change with the new book not a great oh a lit no no so i i i, I doubt <laughs> that's going to be this options though the plague the plague monks um scroll is so big because it's got lots of options that, like, that scroll scroll. one is so big because it's just complicated i respect <laughs> i respect pestilent players because they would have to like they're probably building their plague monks they're 40 or 80 plague monks going like mm. how do i kid it up and they look at their war scroll and they're like like, nah, not happening. Just all the things. Just put all of them on there. Speaking of all yeah. the things, we also had the release of Stormcast slash Cetra's Return slash <laughs> Forbidden Powers. Sorry, I'm just... I want to trigger Clint. Me, I want to yeah. trigger Clint and uh, I want to get him angry and live. So, He's Clint, what's to... <laughs> Cetra's Return? Yeah, yeah, Cetra's back, right? Best Mortark ever. There's a bit of blood coming out of coming out of Clint's nose. Uh, <laughs> no, just people who can't read. So we I'll did have the release that. of Forbidden Power. So Clint, take us through what was Forbidden Power. Okay, so Forbidden Power, they've shown us the trailer now. The art- company article says it's something for everyone who plays Warhammer Age of Sigmar, which means it's not a Stormcast Chamber. It's not Cetra. It's not all the 8,000 other things I saw on Twitter today that accompanied the article. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just it just really annoyed me because it was, like, on the community page, it was, like, the video and then the paragraph under, underneath. It just told you what it was. <laughs> I, I interpret it like, you know, Game of Thrones comes back next month thing, you know, we're all going to bend the knee for the drag, the Queen of Dragons. I thought if you bend the knee to Cetra, and no matter what Grand Alliance you got, um, you would gain benefits. So that's clearly wrong. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. Sex is bad. Isn't it also? Isn't it also like a whole thing? Like, I remember seeing like there was a book article or something like from a text from a book that Cetra like there was rumors that Cetra has turned into a stormcast. There's an Easter egg, I think, in yeah. in the new Hamilcar novel, which I haven't quite gotten to yet, but yeah, I don't know. There's a Lord Arcanum called Cetrus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but then also his <laughs> chamber, like his like chambers called the um, Perishables. Is that right? They'd be called yeah. the Imperishables. Imperishable. Perishables. Yeah, Imperishables. Not, it's just what is, it's a stormcast chamber just full of fruit. That <laughs> yeah. could just go off tomorrow. So I have Clint, no idea. If this was a if this was the show Mythbusters, um, yeah. is the Stormcast a myth bust? A new Stormcast forbidden power being a Stormcast chamber. I'm going to call that busted. Now, busted how, myth busted. However, though, it would not surprise me when they release it a month later. Go here's a new chamber because are we due for one now? Like we're due for one in like a month or two. Well, you can't have corn and you can't have Stormcast at the same amount of books, so we kind of like mm. get another book. Yeah, we gotta get another book because it's just unfair to the Stormcast players. Yeah, yeah. And, they need a, and they need a new chamber that um does um comment uh command point farming because everyone else is doing that. No, look, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be cool. I'm moving forward. <laughs> Clint, being positive. Clint, Clint, Clint does not look impressed right now. Uh, all right, we're gonna lose our, our guest before we start. So uh, I think it's gonna be cool. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm I keen. There's some cool stuff. And finally, very quickly, Munchkin is coming to Warhammer Age of Sigma. I didn't see what? that one coming. What is that? You never play Munchkin? What? I'm, okay. Okay. Uh, you know what, guys? A topic for another day. Um. <laughs> Munchkin is a great game. Uh, it's a game that's been around for a long time. Um, Longer than me? Probably. <laughs> then I would have no like idea. It. No, no. It's like five, seven years old. Um, Older than that. Is it, is it older than that? But, uh, but Liam's only five years old, so... Uh, <laughs> now, Munchkin's great, um, and it's... It, well, they, they, they've partnered with a bunch of people to create all the different sort of types, so it's interesting to see now that there's going to be AOS Munchkin, so... Yeah, I, I never saw that coming. I saw 40K stuff coming, but I never thought they'd do AOS, but that's awesome. I'm, I'm I want really an AOS Monopoly now. No... But 40k. There's enough, there's enough fighting in normal AOS, let alone Monopoly AOS. <laughs> yeah, keep well, the fights to Twitter, not on uh, Monopoly no. Bank. No more fights <laughs> on Twitter, please. I lose track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of fights, has anyone had any fights on the table? Have we played any games? Uh, that was the Gamma News, by the way, and I'm sure we're going to hear some stuff coming. Uh, over the coming weeks or end with the pre pre orders for corn coming, but um, have you guys played any games recently? Well, I played a I played a game last week. Took the Chaos Dwarves out for their maiden voyage in a practice game, and uh, thankfully, after spending a metric ton of money on them, it turns out that they're okay on the tabletop, which is a relief. <laughs> So, no, I'm, I'm stoked with them. I'm, I'm madly trying to get them all done for... I got tickets to Heat 1 and to BrizCon, so I'm madly trying to get them all painted up for that. But it's like three and a bit weeks away, so I've got a lot of work to do. But, yeah, I played a game with them, and I'm really happy with how they play. Hashtag Real Army. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Dispossessed is a fake army, yeah? Like, not a real army? 
Oh, oh dispossessed, dispossessed aren't aren't the best dwarves. That's right. They're no, the worst they're dwarves. They're, they're the worst not dwarves. The best dwarves. But, uh, Chaos dwarves okay. all the way. It's okay because no one plays dispossessed. Well, yeah, not in Australia not, anymore. Dan, Dan's anymore, left the country. Left. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're not, yeah. and they're, and they're not, and they're not top tier. That's right. And they're not top tier army. I may, I may play them just to get the badge. I just want to get the badge and like come, come last, get like one tournament point. I'm like, yeah, I'm best dispossessed player. And also, uh, just screenshot it and tweet Dan saying, "This is as good as it's going to get." Mm. Though he did take uh, it to Masters two years ago, so we won't. We'll just ignore that. But, but he also allied in a Stormcast to help him out. They didn't do very well. In fact, it failed most of its charges. But uh, that's a different story. Sorry, yeah. So, uh, Clint, any games? I did. Oh, I, I covered it once, on our newest one. You can't ask and guess the question and then interrupt him. <laughs> no, no, no I did, did Gabe win? You can. Did, did Gabe win? Oh, uh, I did win, yes. Sorry, we I didn't did. hear that bit. No, sorry. You I, did, over I did win my game. So that was, uh, that was a good... A good day for the Chaos Dwarves. Whether that carries into, like, a tournament, we'll see. I could just bomb out hard, but that's all right. It'll be fun, and I'll, I'll get some people, hopefully. <laughs> I, think, I think, have you got a grudge for BreezeCon or for, I don't know if the Heats oh. are taking grudge, but Wes, Wes seems to be claiming that uh, they don't have a book, so they don't exist, and they're not real. So. Oh, their book is free for download on the Forge World website. <laughs> it's not um, really a book. No, well, no. It's it's like fourteen pages, but I'll I'll take it. Um, I do have, so I don't think they're doing uh, grudges for the heat, uh, being a G Dub event and all that kind of thing. But at BrizCon, I've gone through a couple of grudges because originally it was going to be Alistair, and then he was helping To. Then I grudged Clint, and oh sorry, Clint grudged me, and then is no longer able to go to the event. So I threw the uh, threw the challenge out to the internet on who would accept my grudge. Turns out a lot of people want to hurt me. Um, <laughs> and now I'm facing a gentleman called Dan from Rocky. So that'll be a good game. He's playing Zinch. So we'll see how that goes. I might die horribly, but, you know, it'll be fun. He's a good guy, so. Very cool. Now, and- Clint. <laughs> Is it my turn now? Can yes. I talk? Yes. Right. Sorry. No, we needed to find out how game Gabe's <laughs> game went. That's fair enough. Dock him tournament but... points. Just remind us them from the ladder. <laughs> yeah, fair. I'll take that. Was he gone? Oh, I'm oh, back. Uh, oh, you're yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Sorry. I just everyone else went quiet. I'm like, oh. Uh <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I played a game last week. We covered on our latest episode of the podcast, but I'll do it again here. Um, I was playing against Michael, a bit of saggy tea practice for me. Uh, he brought along uh, Archeon and his Everchosen, which was a bit of an interesting sort of... He had Archeon and three units of Varengard and some Hellstriders and a Lord of Slanesh and stuff. Uh, and I lost. I was really annoyed that I lost, but anyway... Um, Star Strike, so Michael just pushed everything across the board at me and didn't have to defend anything. So, yeah, it went not well. So, I hold high hopes for my uh, SAGT list <laughs> on the weekend. You're there it's for fun. To... But you're running many, so uh, you have to win best death. I don't. Now that Feck are really good, I don't think that's going to happen. And you don't have a Grim Ghast. No. 
Are you no, not I... taking? Are you not taking Grimdars anymore? No, no, oh, I'm taking okay. two units of six Vargeists. Ooh, okay. Are you yeah. running that that battalion? Yeah, mate. Yeah. yeah. So it's oh, like a okay. it's a five drop death army, which is fairly rare for legions. That's, yeah. Um, they don't run battalions. They just Grimgar spam. No, run <laughs> battalions. Extra command points because we can't command point farm, and um, unless and you want a low drop. So, what is it? Everscott's broke or whatever. You can command point. Farm oh, that's that in one. there. Don't worry. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So. Yeah. So that was my game, and uh, I doubt I'll play a game this week before Saggy T. So, which is obviously this weekend coming up. Mm. Very exciting. Mm. We'll talk about events soon. But Liam, uh, you played a game. I, I saw you play a game yesterday. Yeah, I took um, the fresh feck out. Um, Gristle Gore, or hashtag Gristle, whatever the new hashtag is. I don't think I'm allowed to say on this channel. Um, <laughs> and, uh, anyways, so I took that out. So my list of currently is like a, a Borrowed Ghoul King on Terror Guys, two Arch Regents, and three Big Beasties, two Terror Guys, and one Zombie Dragon, Royal Menagerie, and all the feck um, Ender Spells, a.k.a. the Ben Johnson list. Um and I'm not going to lie, they're messed up. Like, big beasties just running around eating things. Um, I learned a lot in that game. Like, I learned about where I have to play stuff. I got a major loss against Jordan um, who with his Nurgle. And he's got a really, I've got to say, out of all the Nurgle lists I've seen and played against, his one is the most interesting and most fun to play against because he's got Blight Cyst with 40 Plague Monks, 30 Plague Bearers, and a Vermin Lord Corruptor. Which is like he's got the best of skate, like best bobs of Skaven, and the corruptor has sort of judgment in his list, and it's just like, and since my whole list is monsters, he's like, die, 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 die. I'm like, oh, okay, um, but really cool. Had a lot of fun. Um, Feck book is awesome, and running like moving eight models compared to like 120 is a lot more enjoyable at the moment, and also rolling less dice compared to 120 attacks from witch elves. So yeah. Is it only eight models after turn one? Oh yeah, after that it's like 40, <laughs> 40 calls and stuff. Um, it's great. Like, um, and also the cool thing about it is with Feck, I think, and we might see this with some other armies when it comes to summoning, like for example, Corn, um, using the summoning mechanic a lot more. It's like it's actually really flexible that kind of list because the Arch Regent, you don't have to summon just ghouls. You can summon either ghouls, a courtier, or knights. Like you can just pick and choose. Um, Field of, and like depending on your opponent, so super flexible, which is great. Um, but man, Arch Regions are messed up for 200 points, and I'm happy to say that. Like, mm. it, and also that throne just saying, like, oh, if you're near it, which you will be at the end of turn one, you don't have like it's for free. You're like, cool. So, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to just practicing that army a lot more. And yeah, we're going to take it out to a uh, Canberra event that one for the war veterans and yeah. Uh, war. Uh, yeah. So yeah, cool. So I'm super excited, and I grudge Jesse for that, and I'm pretty sure he's also taking Feck. Ooh. <laughs> so, so, you, feck off. Uh, so you both used to be daughters, now you're both gone into Feck. Filth chasers is yeah. what they are, basically. I'll, you know what? I'll take that 100. percent like, I did Daughters, and I'll soon be doing Slanesh after Feck. So, yeah, Filth Chaser. I'll take that. Fair enough. Well, I, I, I admit it. 
Uh, good. Glad glad you're owning it. It's the first um, step. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> first Maybe step, we- owning it and then building it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's, uh, not, en- let's not encourage Liam. He's yeah. he, Every day he sends me basically like a new army list and he never goes through most of them. So... Uh, that, that mixed order elf list though was a great idea. But yeah, and you had like your good. female vampire army, and you had Slanesh, and you've had like millions of ideas. So it's um, so bad. So yeah. I played uh, Dan Brewer the other day. So I uh, had an awesome game. I wanted to get some exposure. Clint, ready for this one? Uh, I wanted to get my last practice in for Adepticon. Are you going to Adepticon, Anthony? Oh my god, I had no I hadn't idea. Heard. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> What's Adepticon? Oh, dear. Guys, got AU system now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose. All right. Feel free to continue, but um, I played my last game uh, heading into that. I wanted to get uh, 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 test my army, get some ideas, see what Skaven was like, and playing the master, probably one of the best Skaven players, if not the best Skaven player in the world, Um Dan was great, um, had a very uh, close game to a point. Uh, some things didn't go the way. Um, my Mangler Squeak moving four um, off 3D6 uh, wasn't very good. Um, if he would have uh, got the charge like I needed and not roll a four to move, uh, it could have been a different game, but those Acolytes um, rolled 60 damage to my Colossal Squeak. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 60 damage. Um, oh, man. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's wild. It's wild. It's great. And um, it's very interesting because he's got the bodies. He's got the damage output. He's got range. He's got combat. Uh, that endless spell is awesome. It's a pain in the ass, but um, it was cool to kind of see how it worked, especially Dan is very, very uh, smart with the way he uses that and shackles to really restrict movement. So, um, he'd be definitely a hot tip for, for Saggy T this weekend. Um, mm. but it was good to play, play Skaven. It was nice to see them, um, what the new book could do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, um, um, oh, sorry. No, no, please, please. I was, Go about to say, I was about to say, I think Skaven, uh, low key real, I don't even think it's low key at this point. People have realized, but I think once they start getting on the tables, they're going to give people a lot of grief, and I see them being no strangers to podiums. So they won't be. I think they're going to pet bodies. Yeah, and I think they're going to battle shock bodies. That's a big deal. I think they're going to usher in the shooting meta. I think they are the ones who are going to bring back the popularity of shooting, and people are going to start to follow. Um, I, I think actually, it's probably Feck who are kicked off the shooting meta. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the screaming meta. No, 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 no. no. But as a counter to feck, yeah, like you'll have to bring shooting because you don't, you don't fight the gristle gore general. That's just not something you can do. You have to shoot it, or there are other combat tricks or whatever. But I think that's the catalyst for shooting. And then yeah. Skaven has come along at a really good time because they can shoot. So yeah. they have a whole. I was talking to Hayden the other day, and I was saying that um, I can't wait for a, a bunch of uh, terror guys to charge the free people's hold the line um, in the charge phase and just get shot off the board. So um, may get bring may bring those back sooner rather than later. Um, 
Yeah, I remember, and I think we'll see a lot of different um, effect is coming up a lot. I reckon we'll see a lot of like Stormcast builds now going up against uh, what's that one? The temp, the what's that chamber? Um, Astral Templars. Um, they'll come up a lot for monster killing, Mm. especially now since we're seeing a lot of big beasties and monsters. And you'll see, and you'll see what big stabbers. You'll see cunning rocks. You'll start to see more. Well, like like I reckon we'll see like bloodthirsters with corn. I uh, was seeing Vermin Lords with Skaven. Um, a few of the other new books are coming out with monsters, so it wouldn't surprise me if we rock up with um, Astral Templars being like, cool, you got monsters? We have an answer to it. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting um, with the change of meta in the next six months, especially before the General's ha- uh, like, especially just before the General's Handbook, see what comes out, and then after. Mm. So, yeah. Which is kind of weird to talk about now. It's very but, weird because I'm planning Sydney GT and it's hard to be in this world and thinking yeah. about, I uh, think, and, and Gabe, you're probably the exact same spot is like, yeah. I'm trying to build a foundational pack for Sydney GT, but not know that if I'm going to have these 20 current match play missions, is it going to be different? Yeah. How's the game going to look? Just, um, just don't put better part of Valor in it. Okay. For the love of God. <laughs> just don't. You're not going to like the next can compact then. <laughs> I won't be here. <laughs> oh man! All right, right. we'll we'll yeah. look forward to seeing what what the pack's going to be like. But yes, GHB is not far away. Mm. Um, speaking of what's not far away is the awesomeness that is Queensland. I imagine yeah. we finished our games played, and we want to get into the the meat of the the episode, mm. which is going to be why Queensland is single handedly the best Age of Sigma potentially the best Warhammer state going around. Uh, they kick serious ass. Um, and, and how am I going to back up the claims? I'm sure lots of people in the chat are like, why is Queensland the best? Well, let me tell you some facts. Are you guys ready for the facts? Yeah. Ready. Coach laying ready. down some facts. Some facts. <laughs> and, and you, you Queenslanders, you can, uh, deny the myth or you can fact check it. So, First off, it is Queensland is the capital, the podcast capital of Australia with Toowoomba. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Ha- there yep. are so many podcasts coming out of Queensland. It's not funny. Uh, <laughs> you've got the northern, the northern guys, the uh, the Savage Northman. Savage Northman. Mm. Yep. yep. You've yep. got you've got the Failed Charge. You've got Heralds of War. You've got Mango Radio or Man- mm. the Mango Mafia Radio. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of other podcasts that are out there. Um, and there's ones coming up soon, like Hayden's long planned one, <laughs> and friends, and friends, and you friends. have the home. Of, so that's a that's a fact, right? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. One second. I've just got to take my daughter back out of the room. Just that's, I'll be, that's I'll be right. back in a second. Yep. Clint can fact check me. So Clint, we got the home of the master. Not only is it the home of the master, but he's the back to back master. He lives in Queensland. That is correct. He's correct. You are the home of the Warhammer Championship store where you're going to be running the two heats and the, well, not you personally, but this store is going to have the the crowning of a a Warhammer champion. Correct. (laughs) You have hosted the most prestigious events or some of the most prestigious events. You've hosted BrizCon. RCGT. Yep. Um, The first ever Masters. Yep. Runax. Um, Runax. Yep. And I swear there's another one there, but I will think. Well, there's, there's a few there. There's been a lot. I think that's that's pretty much it for big ones. There was yeah. like B, B, C, 
GT or something. Brisbane City had a had event. Like you guys have had a lot of events, and I know the the Gladstone crew or Gla- Gladstone Gladstone. Gladstone. Um, yep, yeah, you, you got the ta- the Townsville guys are doing uh, events. There's more events coming up, but just from a calendar point of view, you guys have run some of the best events. Yep. Yeah, that's, and BrizCon is a hundred players. Mm-hmm. And what was so, the first BrizCon again? How many first did we get? BrizCon was about twenty six. The year that the Heralds ran it. Yeah, twenty six, yep. and then it's just bumped up due to community growth to a hundred, which is epic. Mm-hmm. So four times. Yep, and most of and most of BrizCon, uh, Dave Kerr's the TO for that this year and last year, um, and most of the uh, attendees for that are Queenslanders. Yes. Like, I think it's like 90% of the 100 oh, are Queenslanders. I remember the first year, it was 14 of us from New South it Wales. Was, it was about half-half, yeah. Half-half, where we did the first State of Origin Challenge, which was... Mm. Um, went really and, well. Now, who won that one again? Mm. Uh. Anyways, cool. Cool, awesome. Anyways, but yeah, then now the fact that you guys literally are so self-efficient, but now you've got 100 players in one event that's all yours, mm. like everyone from there is spot on 100 i got one more fact as well it is the home of the best to in the world it's australia's father (laughs) the grandest to of them all Uh... it's gabe no i was like come again doesn't sound right clint do you live Uh... in queensland yes yes i do I, sh- I I should have had a forex here because Queensland is the best, and I want to dig forex deep into it's it's hot garbage, but it's god awful. What makes Queensland great? And tell us about the Queensland scene to the rest of the internet. Who wants to start? Okay, cool. Uh, okay, did you put your hand up, Liam? To no, start, because that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who's best to talk about Queensland than Liam? Well, Liam, Liam is the bandwagoner with Army, so he may be jumping ships. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's going to be a Queenslander tonight. Um, no, Qu- Queensland's a weird thing because uh, most of us are all pretty much within two hours' drive of each other, like most of the population. Uh, Toowoomba has a, so where I'm from, Toowoomba, which is about an hour and a half from Brisbane, um, we have a huge scene for a regional uh, city, uh, hence two podcasts. I think it's the most AOS podcasts per 100,000 people or something like that uh, in Australia, maybe the world, who knows. Um, and there's a lot of cross um, pollination between so the Toowoomba folks and the Brisbane folks and um, and even though there's a bunch of different Brisbane groups you know north and south and that kind of stuff we all go to everyone's events and that just creates that sense of community whereas I this is no disrespect to people from Sydney but I've heard people say they didn't want to go to a tournament because it was an hour's driveway so <laughs> You know, uh, and that was for like a two-day GT or something like that. Um, I'm sure that happens up here, but it was just I think we're we seem to be more prepared to drive the distance to play, and yeah. So Brisbane folks come up to Toowoomba all the time, and we've just got that um, a fairly close-knit community, even though we're all a couple of hours away. Um, and we've got a bunch of folks who take the initiative. Uh, you know, Gabe with his team tournament. You know. Um, 
the Brisbane boys who have st- you know started with their Brisbane events and are building their way up to the GT. Um, you know, when uh, AOS first came out, it was myself and Mark Warhurst in my shed playing AOS, and we just went right. We have to make this bigger because it's really fun, and we just worked at that as well. Um, and then, lo and behold, you know, CanCon happened, and you know, just by um, all these different proactive people in the scene, just pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and doing their best for it. Um, I think it's really helped Queensland get get where it is. I think before I ask Gabe, I just want to call out the testament as well to yourself, Clint, where you run CanCon, and for our guests who aren't really aware of this, CanCon is what a what's the what's the distance between Toowoomba and CanCon? Uh, it's between it's it's probably like a 13, 14 hour drive. So it's a 13, 14 hour drive that you've loaded up your car with, with terrain and Boards. trophies and, and prizes. And you're doing this, out, you know, instead of a Canberra person doing a Canberra event, you're going the distance. And I think that's uh, just one of the many examples that is, uh, I, I even the very first year that um, Sydney ran um, the mother of all battles, Moab, um, yourself and Chris Welfare, had you were driven down to co-TO with Chris. So um, I think that's just one of the many examples that Queenslanders really go. And I think Wes is kind of talking about he drives seven hours to tournaments and mm. that just seems common where probably for us it's yeah. quite, you know, more of the obscure and the, the occasional event. Yeah. Gabe, tell us, tell us about, about your side of Queensland because you're in Brisbane. Yep. What do you see on your side? So my my biggest i think the thing that stands out the most is that in queensland it's got a really really strong and healthy club culture um where there's a bunch of clubs there's a bunch of people who aren't in clubs and everyone gets along there's no rivalries everyone is more interested in in having a fun game than they are in like kicking someone's teeth down their throat so like um, you've got the Mango Mafia, you've got Brizhammer, you've got Fail Charge, Savage Northman. These are all clubs who are really proactive in their scenes. They're, everyone's willing to TO events. Everyone's attending each other's events. Um, all the clubs are all mates with each other. People who aren't necessarily you know, aligned to a club, they're all mates with everyone as well. There's none of that. Uh, everyone kind of leaves their egos at the door. And that's something that I really enjoy is because I know that going to an event, there's a 95% chance that every single game is going to be fantastic just because of the people, because everyone wants it to be fun and everyone works towards it. Everyone does their little bit to make it an enjoyable experience. So I don't know if that's different to anywhere else. Like that's, um, I've not traveled interstate too much for events or anything like that, but, um, but yeah, I think it's just a uh, people run events that they want to go to, and people get behind it and support it. And there's always someone who's willing to to play a game or help out with painting or yeah, yeah it's just a it's just a great community. I love it to bits. I couldn't be <laughs> couldn't be happier. <laughs> I know yeah, it's see, a bit like, sappy, I've, but you know, I've seen in your community so far, like for example, Hayden, who I know is pretty much very vocal and probably in most of your communities, such as he talks to Toowoomba guys and the Brisbane guys. 
And I see him painting other people's stuff so they can turn up to events. And he has his own stuff to be painted yeah, as well. well. Like He's currently painting someone's deepkin with 21 eels. I'm like, aren't you sick of painting eels yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like... So seeing that kind of community where he's like happy to help someone else out so they can get involved yeah. is pretty cool as well. And I know that like there's... Like I remember, I think it was like the second RCGT um, when we saw those epic display boards, I heard that Blake mm. helped people build their display boards and stuff because people want to do a cool yeah. display. So like seeing yeah. that in your community is pretty awesome. Like we don't see that much in Sydney where people are happy to take out of their own hobby time yeah, and help someone else out. So seeing that from different people is pretty cool. Yeah, I've got a bunch of bunch of conversions that Blake's done for me and then I'm busy painting someone else's army for BrizCon. So like, yeah, there's a lot of that. Everyone just wants to have a good time and wants everyone else around them to to have an equally good experience. So I don't know. It's hard to put your finger on what, you know, why everyone has like collectively agreed that that's the status quo. But I think it started with a few, a few people who kind of not intentionally became community leaders, but I think they were probably on the list of people who are proactive and leading the charge and they kind of set the standard. And then everyone's like, right, there's the bar. That's what I have to work towards. And everyone kind of is raising, raising that bar and getting everyone up to that level. And it's, yeah, it's fantastic. We had a lot of great people in the community who do a lot of thankless work, but they are certainly not, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed or, or unappreciated, that's for sure. Yeah, look, I Liam and I have had a lot of chats. Um, you know, Queensland has, is an inspiration for myself as um, someone in Sydney and have, have done a lot of activities and events to try to promote the Sydney scene, and Liam is exactly mm. the same. Um, and I think one thing that's really stood out to me, the difference between our two communities, is you do have a really strong club culture, um, which has pros and cons, in my opinion, where a club can be exclusive as much as it is inclusive. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm not in the Mango Mafia and I look at you guys and, you know, you guys are a clicky, as an example, not Mango yeah, Mafia yeah. in yeah. particular, but it's like I, I don't want to join. It's hard for me to get involved. And yeah. I, and I think that's where Sydney, Sydney's scene doesn't have a lot of strong clubs. And yes, we have the, we have Clan Filth, Western Warriors, the Lords of Liverpool. And, you know, there's little groups here and there, but when we run events, when we do club meets and it's very open to everyone yeah. and we don't have that strong club scene. Yeah. But then I look at BrizCon, I even look at Measured Gaming down in Bendigo. And, you know, when, when Joel McGrath says, we're going to go to X event, it's not one ticket at a time that you're selling as yeah, a TO. It's, it's you're literally time. picking up 10, 15, mm. 20 people, boom, your numbers. And, and I think that's where clubs can, the strength of a club can really help. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think that's one thing that I think all the clubs individually have, have taken on uh, a bit of responsibility in being very aware that that's a danger that you can slip into having that, oh, I'm not part of a club, therefore I don't feel welcome or anything like that. Because it's such a, I guess, such an open scene, everyone just wants to have fun. The the club shirts and all that kind of thing, they're, they're great and they're meaningful, but at the same time, it's all pieces of one big puzzle that all fits together to make... I know that's a really weird analogy. I've been <laughs> playing with children all afternoon. So, like, puzzles 
it's like you don't necessarily. Sorry, that was. Weird. No, no, keep going. No, keep, keep, going. Keep, keep going. Keep going. We want this keep analogy. Going. We want to hear this. You're playing puzzles. So, it's like, the... yes, I've been playing puzzles with my daughters. So, um, basically, like each club is a is a piece of the puzzle, and while while each piece is important, and oh, I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> I had a I had a really good like. Let me let me try this there, right. Are you trying to say that like the puzzle is the Brisbane community? And the clubs are like part of it in a way. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I'd say like the South. Oh, not even just Brisbane. Like Southeast Queensland yeah. as a as a whole. But I, I imagine you guys are... are like Captain Planet. And I use this example with Clint, <laughs> but in a different example, as yeah. I'm like, you know, let our powers combine: Toowoomba, Mango <laughs> Mafia, Savage <laughs> Northman, and like you all yeah. come together. And now Brisbane's 100 players. Yeah, and I think there's um, it's good because there's it doesn't feel like. It doesn't feel like one club is just beating the shit out of everyone because that's a good way to kind of push people away. There's there's people outside of clubs who like if they come to a solo event and they go, oh, I'm playing one of the fail charge guys. I'm going to try and knock them down a peg and get one over the club, you know. So there's a, a lot of healthy healthy competition there without it turning toxic because that's always a risk when you have these powerhouse or not powerhouse, but like when you have a club. If that club goes to an event, smashes everyone and takes all three spots on the podium, that can be really demoralizing for a, for a community. So the fact that that's not the case is also something that I hugely appreciate because it means that there's always healthy competition. People are always pushing pushing the boundaries and trying to work out what the what the next edge is, I guess. I think I think every everyone who is a community leader as you sort of put it or club leader or whatever or a member of a club um, everyone's got the game. Um, and they also have the uh, community's best intentions as well, mm. you know, at the forefront of their thinking. And that, and I think that started right at the very beginning with, mm. you know, with all these clubs coming together and things like that. It was to grow the game. And I think that that journey has meant that we are all one big club with lots of little clubs in it, yeah. essentially. Um, and it's, that's that's where that sort of sense of camaraderie comes from being, mm. you know, a Queenslander. Yeah. I think, it, I think it also helps. The biggest thing is that, like, everyone in our community is really cool. Like, I know that sounds, oh, everyone's friends and love each other and stuff, but we genuinely have. A, and I'm not saying anything about any other community i can't speak for communities that i'm not a part of but like for me my experience has been really positive with 99 percent of people that i've interacted with so i think that's i don't know we've just got a good bunch of people yeah, yeah and, and, and look this is this is definitely not to say uh, other clubs or other mm. states aren't doing this but if I'm if I'm someone who is running a club or I'm in a little community where I'm trying to grow Age of Sigma or maybe, you know, and I think, you know, we, we might talk about like bringing, you know, people from like Warhammer Fantasy or 40K. And I know in our scene we've had like War Machine players and people coming over and, you know, that building that community is important. But if I'm thinking about trying to grow, grow, grow my scene and trying to get the most out of it, it's it's these lessons and thinking about, the way you're doing it so um certainly not an ego play certainly not yeah uh, we're, we're doing it better or worse it's just it's just like yeah have it have a have a thought of um could i be better at 
bringing people in, removing ego, having yeah. these types of ideas. That's what I'm taking out of this. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think, um, I think we've been very lucky to have a couple of people in our community in various, like all over the state who have, who have decided that they're just going to put in the work and, and make this game as, as good as it can be. And they've been more concerned with uh, leading the community than they are with like being leaders and being recognized as like the man, you know? So not that any, like I've, no one springs to mind when I think of that in a negative way anyway, but like, I think there's a lot of positive people doing a lot of positive things and everyone's just doing their bit, whether that's, you know, the Breeze Hammer guys, uh, I love them to death. Um, they're just good blokes, but they have a huge uh, pool of terrain resources that they happily lend out to other events so that all the tables look great and everything like that. And they don't have to do that. There's a ton of money invested in their terrain, but they just, they just do it because if they were playing at an event, they'd want nice looking tables. And so they just, they're willing to, to hand it out to other people to make sure that their events are as good, you know? So. No, that's, that's great. And as someone as a TO, like so for someone like me, I'm thinking about this going when, if I need to pull resources like tables and terrain, you know, yeah. currently the burden's often on me and I probably don't have that, that, that I, I, I could ask people, but you know, knowing that I've got uh, BreezeCon, the Breeze, the Breeze Hammer guys, you know, mm. the Chris Stratfords and that crew, yeah, yeah, that that alleviates some of the pressure. And I go, well, you know what? I will run more events because there's less pressure yeah. on me, and I know I can borrow X amount of mats, and um, I've got yeah. the support of my peers. Yeah, and there's a lot like there's fewer barriers to running those events than when all the all the different people and all the different clubs are willing to to support each other in that way. Because like as a you know TO stuff you guys would all know like terrain tables, they're some of the biggest challenges when it comes to like physical resources for the yeah. event. Yeah. And they're not cheap. Like terrain, I mean you can make it cheap, but you know You want the, you want people to have a good table. Yeah. You don't, you don't want a London GT situation. <laughs> I was I was avoiding I was avoiding bringing Just it up, but yeah. Sad. Just say it. Yeah. You know what they've they've owned it from seeing their Twitter post recently that they know what happened. Yeah. So but um, even like, even like, uh, you know, I'm going to sh shout out to like Gemma and the, the Toowoomba crew is I remember, um, you know, just a spur of the moment one day, or I think it was, and you had like 30 players over at, um, yeah. at Battle uh, Battle Stations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the fact that you've got a, a space where you can run a 30, 30, pl 30 player yeah. event pretty easily that that local games club is um, mm. so supportive of the community yeah, and Sydney is probably dominated by games workshop stores. Um, that's probably where we play a lot of our games or just regular gaming halls. Mm. Um, yeah. That... We've, like at the moment with Sydney, it's a lot of games cube because at the moment, and you guys probably see this a lot with your like good games and stuff where it's heavily magic based. So like, yeah, for, like we have this situation in Sydney at the moment, like Sydney CBD, let's say, where my local store, we only can fit in two six by fours, right? So you can have maximum like two games, or we could do multiple four by fours. Which when people want to come in and do bigger games, to turn off. But then when you yeah. want to say, like, hey, we can go upstairs to let's say, um, good games, they go. Sorry, magic comes first. <laughs> yeah, and that's like that makes the money. Because yeah, that makes well, the money. But, like, so, like, yeah. that's our, like, thing. And that's when, like, Anthony and I, I remember me and Anthony about, I think it was, like, two years ago, we both went, 
we need to find a gaming venue that's not just the Sydney uh, Sydney store. And we went and found Exiles. And at the moment, Exiles at the moment, it's kind of like dropped the bar a bit because I've been there recently. It's just dropped the bar. But it's kind of cool to see that you guys have all these battle stations and stuff. And we have some places now trying to step up their game. Yep. But it's cool to see you guys have like the space there to go, hey, we can run a 30-man thing um, for like yeah. one day at such and such. Let's do it, yeah. which is cool. I think that's one thing that I, I personally take for granted sometimes is places like Battle Station, um, the Mount Gravatt store at Capalaba, uh, Capalaba blah, the Mount Gravatt store is huge and they've got a bunch of tables. Like there's these venues that have space, which is a resource. Again, it's a resource that can be hard to come by. So yeah, very fortunate in that regard. So like, yeah. I think the most we've got at the moment is our GamesCube, which I think, I think the mo- what's the most we've ever fit Anthony in GamesCube? Uh, we've had a little, little over 30, um, uh, but yeah, about 30, 35. Yeah, and then we've got Hall of Heroes in Campbelltown. So these are all out west, by the way. So like this okay. is out west in Sydney, where it turned, like, as you guys brought up with our thing, where Sydney people don't like traveling, mm. um, it deters people to like go there. So, so. so, so I, have, I, I haven't been in Sydney since I was like six years old. You're how not far, missing out much. <laughs> how, how far out of? Of like, let's say Sydney City. How far out is is Western Sydney? Like, if uh, you're driving in a car. Driving, like, let's say Saturday's traffic to get to your tournament. I reckon an hour and twenty minutes with sport oh, traffic. Okay. Right. With sport okay. traffic, I'm putting Look. sport traffic in there. But <laughs> does that sound about right, Anthony? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I you can catch the train from Sydney to so, the Sydney CBD to Parramatta in about thirty minutes. Okay. You can catch the train to Campbelltown in about forty-five to an hour. Okay. Uh, and 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 maybe the question that I have burning for me is, um, how do you encourage people to travel to events? Because you know, I, I I talk to the Americans, and a lot of those guys don't fly; they drive, and they drive mm. the same type of distance as you guys do. Yeah. Yet, yeah. Yet for us, um, or you know, for from a traveling community, we have boundaries where most people would only travel a certain distance, and then once that distance is kind of breached, they're not willing to 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 go to an event because it's too far, too hard to get to. Um, so, so I guess going back to the question I want to ask is how do you get people and encourage them to go from Brisbane to Toowoomba or to get them to, to go up to, to, to the red, red cliff, uh, or, or, yeah. you know, or just travel around. Um, that's a, it's actually a really hard one because it just kind <laughs> of, it just kind of happened naturally, I suppose, because I think. I'm just trying to remember. Um, so probably one of the first a, a decent, like, independent AOS events in um, southern Queensland, you know, a bunch of Brisbane people came from Redlands up to Toowoomba. And I think yeah, at that time uh, it was a um, an availability thing. Like a, that was all that, uh, uh, all that was available. So people travelled and then we sort of got into the habit of traveling you know so that people from brisbane came up to our event and then we went down a couple of weeks later to one of theirs and we kind of just built up this this thing where we would just travel to these events and then that sort of grew outside of those two sort of groups that had done it into sort of a into a habit you know 
you know, people coming up from Brisbane yeah. to play in, you know, battle station tournaments. Uh, at the start, that probably wouldn't have happened, but over the over the years of growth, you know, and of tournament people going to Brisbane, and and you, you kind of, um, it's not a oh they come to ours, so we'll go to theirs. It's Do you think just it's- more of a community thing? I think it's it's not our hour and a half drive to the edge of Brisbane or whatever isn't the same as an hour and a half in in Sydney. Like it's you just jump on a highway and point yourself in the right direction and you're there eventually. Like it's <laughs> yeah, um, it's not navigating traffic and that probably makes it a fair bit easier, I imagine, because um, having never driven in Sydney but watched the traffic, uh, I'd probably rather eat a box of hair. So, um, I think the ease of the travel helps, yeah. um, and it's just been sort of like a a, a natural growth thing as the communities sort of got bigger and intertwined. And um, do you think it's also the attitude? You, know, you guys mentioned right at the start around attitude and, you know, not this, you know, crush everyone and, you know, like this, everyone's having fun and cool dudes and gals and, you know, just this general Queensland vibe. Do you think that's partially to do with as well is that people may not want to travel an hour or two hours just to go in and get smashed, but if you know you're going to have cool games, cool terrain, as you said, around having top terrain, do you think that helps? It certainly doesn't. It certainly wouldn't hurt. You, you go, okay. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say, I think... Um... I think following on from the earlier earlier question, I think it all started with a bit of a, a desperation for events where there wasn't many events and you'd hear about one and it was within driving distance and you're like, oh, hell yeah, I'll drive, you know, an hour and a half, two hours to Toowoomba. I think the, the competitiveness has become a driving force where it's not... I think people read the room on the event and people go, right... There's going to be a lot of beginners there. I will leave this army at home because that's going to be a bad time for someone's first game. You know, like I wouldn't show up with, uh, I'm trying to think of a, I don't have many top tier armies. You don't so. play good armies, Gabe. Stop looking <laughs> yeah, around. I'm like, uh, something, anything. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think there's, there's a degree of reading the room and and everyone kind of accepts that there's a good chance that they'll, lose a bunch of games and so it's about it's about being one of the people that doesn't lose the game so it's um there's a there's healthy competition i don't think it's to the point where people are pulling punches not by any stretch but i think um i think every event that people go to they push themselves if they don't win they'll go back to the drawing board and they'll work on what we'll win and they'll come back i think the draw is just a good weekend like yeah if I, if I go to a two-dayer and I've got a bunch of two-dayers coming up, um, I know that they're going to be good weekends even if I lose all five of my games because I know the people that are going, I know the army that I'm taking, it's just going to be a fun time. So, yeah. <laughs> Wes is in the chat and he's made an interesting point. I don't know if other communities are doing this, but he's mentioned that for BrizCon, he's hired or they've hired a minivan and they've got like six or seven people they're picking up along mm. the way. And like, yeah. that's, that's again, there's another example of going above and beyond to help yeah. people get to an event. And that obviously cr- probably creates culture as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think they're, they're kind of just making a, making a boys weekend of it. And, and 
and just using it as an opportunity to to get away and have a weekend catching up with mates from around the state. So, yeah, I think everyone kind of comes into that with that mindset of being like, this is going to be a great weekend. If there's a bit of travel involved, so be it. You know, like I, I drove up to Toowoomba with Gammy and we just talked Warhammer for an hour and a half each way, just cruising on the highway. And that was, it didn't feel like a chore, you know? So I, um, yeah, I can definitely understand where Wes is coming from, where it's, it's, it's very much, a, it turns into more of a community thing rather than some clinical, I'm going to go down there and slaughter whoever I can. Names don't matter. They're just victims kind of thing, you know? Because that's if, always a... Or if I could summarise it, it's beers and bants. Yeah. Yes, that's perfect. That's, yeah, that's what that's Snake Daddy, which I think is Blake, maybe? Yeah, mm. that's Blake, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. It's exactly it. So everyone goes to win, but we also all have an understanding that we're not playing for sheep stations and that if we don't win, it's still going to be a good weekend. So I now, think that's a... Yeah. You've brought up a really good point earlier about the competitiveness is there. Um, with yep, some of the events definitely. and you guys do read the room now yep. i remember so first <laughs> first year of masters the masters yep. year the first year of the masters year a lot of it was queensland events yep right there was hardly any sydney ones or any really in australia is that correct clint it was just pretty much brisbane and sydney and one melbourne event i think so yeah yeah odd you had odd fists yep. um, yeah and then the melbourne and then there, second, was, there was no two days in queen in south australia and no. wa wasn't in the picture yeah. Now, second year, we started seeing it slightly pick up, but still Queensland was dominating with having BrizCon, RCGT, et cetera. But then we did see a few others in New South Wales with two days and stuff. We started seeing that. Now, you guys are pumping out events left, right, and center. Yep. Now, do you guys think that the master rankings, especially the new rule set that has come in through Clint and his, mm. um, the master's team, has that affected the amount of events that you guys are ramping up? I genuinely don't think it's slowed much down at all. Okay, because um, I've because I've also realised that all over Australia, there's more events now with two days, yeah. and looking for forty plus players to attend. Yeah, I think there's like there's definitely a place for those events, and I think there's enough now in in like this year particularly coming up. You look at the tournament calendar for Australia, and it's, it's jam packed. It's jam packed. Like I'm um, like I myself not doing an event because it conflicts. Like no matter what date I pick, or just conflict with another. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think what the I I'm gonna say I love the new rules. I think the new rules for rankings are fantastic because what it does is it means you can go to one of those thousand point, twelve fifty point events, fifteen hundred whatever, and there's no pressure. You can take an army. You can try stuff out and there's not going to be any like outside consequences other than at the event. Um, I don't think it's slowed down the number of events. I think all the same events are still running. I think people are still passionate about it. You've got um, Luke Stone is running a narrative event soon. Which is awesome. Which is awesome, but it's also getting numbers, you know, like yeah. it looks like it's going to be a killer weekend and narrative is something, you know, there's, there's the running joke that oh narrative, blah, 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 blah. But there's an event and people are going to it. So there's a market for all kinds of tournaments. I think that it's easy to get tunnel vision. If you're a competitive player, it's easy to get tunnel vision and only see those two day 40 man events. But 
I think yeah. there's a lot going on outside of that. Well, like, and, you, example, and you're a, you're a great example where yeah. you've run the team events quite successfully, and um, that that obviously fosters a different type of tournament. Yeah. Um, which so also is an event now that people are booking in their calendars for. Like people want yeah. to go to that event, which is and it's, epic. It's, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's not like, ranked. It's not. You know. Some teams take it really seriously. Other teams are not taking it seriously at all. They're just going for a boys' weekend. But it shows that there's a there's still a very very healthy audience for events that aren't necessarily like I think there's AG Sigma exists outside of Masters. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and which is and, and I want I want to call out Wes again, who's very vocal in the chat at the moment, where he's talking about, <laughs> but nobody's but. But but he's making really good points where he's saying, mm. you know, who cares about masters rankings? It's you know, it's about it's about having fun. It's about you know, beers and bands. It's about yeah. it's not about winning and losing. It's about having fun with your mates. And you know, you've said it as well. Um, it's the perception and even maybe the expectation mm. leading into an event. And if you're yeah. going in with a competitive mindset and you don't win an event, you may have a bad time. So. You're, you won't travel, you won't go to as many events, uh, yeah. you bring these dick lists, but if you're having fun, win, lose, draw, beers and bets, catching up with old mates, yeah. uh, having a laugh, then every event's a good event. Yeah, yeah. and I think, I think one, sorry, Clint, I'm going to jump in one and then I'll, <laughs> I'll get out of the way. But I was going to say, like, with, with Masters, you've got 16 spots. Yeah. There are a ton of players and for me, like, I know perfectly well that I am not going to hit one of those 16 spots. I just don't play at that level, and that's fine. So Have your faith. Me, Believe in the Chaos hey, Dwarves. Believe in the oh, Chaos Dwarves, mate. Oh, mate. Depends who you talk to on whether they are going to Masters or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that takes a lot of pressure off for me at events because I'm like, for me, rankings aren't a priority. Yeah, I'd love to do well at them, but I'm not going to uh, – I'm not going to lose my mind if I don't place well. I'm more interested in going to an event, having fun, and uh, and wishing the best of luck to people who are going to mar- like who are that's their goal is getting to masters. Masters. So, yeah. yeah. I only I only just asked that question because I've just seen these events mm-hmm. just like ramp up, and Queensland is still dominating, which I know is hearing that you guys are all helping each other out, but it's good to know that that's not the drive. You guys just mm-hmm. want to have a good time, yep. hang out with each other, which is awesome. So, that, yeah. but that's. That's clean, natural clean. growth progression of the community, though. Like every year, the number of events has increased, be it two yeah. day, be it one day or whatever. Yeah. I don't necessarily think for one moment that Masters, that a changes to Masters rules has adjust, like influenced the amount of two day events, not just in Queensland, but anywhere. It just means that people now have set, you sort of said the 40 player limit. That's where they're setting their bar now because they know that they want to attract those players interstate or whatever, yeah. um, and it's a good number for them to pick. It's a forty players is a decent size event anyway. Oh, yeah. But I think I think even without the Masters changes, I think we'd still see that events calendar jam packed with two day events, with narrative, no, with team yeah. events. You know, it'd still be packed because people want to run events. Running in it. <laughs> an Asia Sigmar event is so much easier than running a Warhammer 8th edition event ever was. I've run both. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've run 8th edition. I've run Ninth Age. I've run Asia Sigmar. And Asia Sigmar is by far the easiest, which means that people 
don't get intimidated to just pick up that TO hat and put it on and run what they want to run. Yeah. Um, and I think that's awesome because it's meant that we've just got this explosion of events and people can choose which ones, right? Rather than like at the start, as Gabe was saying, you know, that you had that drought, that drought of events, you know, there was none. So you would travel two hours. It's like, we well, don't have that now. You've got your yeah. pick. There are multiple, yeah. like in March, there are four events. It's like, hmm, I can only go to two, but I get to pick which two. Yeah. You know, it's not the only one that's on this quarter. Yeah. So, Jim and Darkness makes an awesome point. So yeah, Jim and Darkness well. made an awesome point. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he said that, uh, you know, the tournament scene uh, should drive the Masters, not the other way around. And I think that's a great point. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Is, is that, you know, there are going to be events that are really targeting the Masters and that will be a drive for the community. But I imagine that it's probably 10% of the player base in total that are going events only for Masters points. I imagine that a vast majority are there to meet new people, play different games that maybe they're not getting in the past, um, you know, trying a different structure, um, just having a, a, a great weekend with a bunch of mm. cool people um, and yeah. talking talking Warhammer and hobby. And I think, I can't remember what pod, uh, I was listening to um, the Honest Wargamers events, uh, interviews with uh, Blood Tie teams. And... Mm. The Greek. I was listening to the Greeks. So this is the first Greek team that's come over to um, to play Sigma, and um, one of the things that the Greeks said was, "This is their first event. They walked in just to see the the amazing hobby and tables full of terrain and awesome painted models, and you know the energy was crazy. And I think that's mm. events. Events are probably one of the only ways you can get that, and you get this inspiration and this." Um, yeah, like, it's, it's hard to describe just the events, and it sounds like you guys are just in the right space with the right um, – you're coming at it with the right approach, um, which I think mm. I'm really enjoying. Anthony, do you have any more questions? Because Clint brought up a good point with wanting me to ask that question that I brought up in our chat do before. Ah, ask, ask. Cool. With you bringing up 8th edition in my little old world, now with new AOS, like when AOS came out, I do know that a lot of 8 players just like – dropped and said not not interested and stuff how did you guys go with transitioning the old world players to the aos scene in brisbane or like in queensland in general was it mm. hard or was it like was it really like there was a hero low or did you guys find it like smooth transition how'd you find because i do know that there was like clint yourself there was luke taylor gabe i don't know if you were an old world player oh, uh, i was yeah yeah old world player I do know there's yeah. other um, old world players that I've met in Queensland when I've gone up there, but I just want to know. But that's like I, I, I may have filmed a uh, a podcast with Clint about old world transitioning. Go yeah. check that out if you're not subscribed <laughs> to to Clint's uh, podcast. But yeah, so like, how how do you guys find that transition with the community? That is a very interesting question um, because out of the say 30 people who play AOS regularly in Toowoomba. Like that's people who will turn up on at least one or two Thursday nights in a month um, at a local store. I'd say probably half a dozen of them played eighth. Cool. That's a um, good number. It's uh, so myself and Mark and Michael and Gemma to a lesser extent. Um, I think we're sort of it. And there's a couple of other people. Um, uh, but I think a lot of the Queensland scene just started afresh. 
Uh, there's a few people like myself and I, I, made, I, I convinced Mark to rebase his Nurgle and he'd never even played a game. Um, <laughs> so I love telling that story. Um, and now he, you know, he's not such a big fan of AOS. So, uh, look, right. I think, I think we had to start from not from scratch, but from a very low starting point. Um, a lot of folks from 8th went to Kings of War and Ninth Age, and a lot of them have sort of stayed there for some for one reason or another. Um, it's it's their hobby. That's oh, that's their thing. Like if that's what you that's what you want to play, that's when you want to play. I'm not going to throw shade at any of the other games. Um, and I I just I think what we did is we just built a new community with people mm. who wanted to play AOS. And if people wanted to make the jump back or wanted to put their put their toe in, welcome them with open arms. That, yeah. That's that's at least uh, the sort of Toowoomba experience. Um, yeah. And I think it, I, I, I get the feeling from the, the people who I saw at events for 8th and the people I see at AOS events now, I have a feeling that's pretty much the case in Brisbane too. Like there's a... There's very few familiar faces from say five years ago. Yeah. yeah. See, in my in like in the group that I play in, there's a lot of a lot of us played Eighth Edition together. Mm. And after the initial kind of let's say shell shock from from the transition, there was a couple of months there where no one really knew what to do. Like there was no points. There was you know it was just mayhem. Yeah. But then a couple of people, particularly, um, I mean. Uh, Blake Kerwick and Alistair Webster, they both managed stores at the time. And they were like, hey, guys, we're going to give this a try. And they were very honest with us. They're like, well, this is what we're going to do. Here's a player's pack. And everyone was kind of, there was this weird kind of grit determination where people were like, we are going to make this game work, you know, and we're going to do whatever we have to to make it work. And so at the start, a huge focus was on on you know bringing a fully painted army on round bases and that was kind of the benchmark that was set and i think those early beginnings have kind of you know i mean we've lost people on the way who went to other games we've had people slowly transition over so luke mcfadden's a good example huge into eighth edition like he was you know played at that top level soon as age of sigma came along didn't want a bar of it and it took him a long time after point, even points came in to give the game a go. And now he loves it, you know, but I think those early days where the focus was on, you know, we didn't have a structure. So we just went, well, I guess we'll paint some cool armies. And that I think kind of set the bar in a lot of ways for the hobby as well of where the hobby is now. So I think it's been an interesting transition. Um, I was very resistant to it at the start. I kind of, I bought the new box set and I was like, right, let's do this. And it kind of, uh, it kind of ripped the handbrake a little bit for me after a while because no one else was playing. And I'm like, well, there's no point, you know, getting into this if, if there's no one to face. And then, it, yeah, it kind of hit that point where we're like, well, we've we've spent money on it now. We've got to make it work. So, yeah. And, and um one thing that's really interesting to me and, uh, you know, the chat's also reinforcing this is, you know, it's not just the old school Warhammer players, you know, who have gone to Kings of War or 8th edition or, um, 
uh, the ninth age or whatever. But you've also got this wave of 40k players who are either burnt out from seventh edition. They're, they're, they're not happy with the, the constant meta shifting. Uh, you know, Dave Kerr, the Australian master is a 40k player back in the day. Wes, uh, you know, Liam's opponent this week, Jordan is a former 40k player. Um, you're yeah. starting to see those guys starting to transition. And, and um, what I'm hearing as well is this, is this inclusive environment and kind of welcoming and bringing them in. And I think I think sometimes we, Sigma, can be quite protective and defensive of our community and uh, really locked down. And, um, you know, because it's been battered uh, by by abuse and just there's just been negativity at times. Um yeah. Yeah, I think I think up in like my ex- my experience in Brisbane early on, it was kind of like it was the kind of running joke. Everyone was like, "Oh, this game doesn't work." But I think over time, with where we've had people from 40k come in, we've had people from other games like War Machine and all that kind of thing. We've had them all transition in, and I think everyone is determined to go. Well, here, this game isn't a joke. It's actually a hell of a lot of fun, and there's been a real concentrated effort to bring those people in and to include them and be like, see, this is, this is good. You know, this is a good game and the community is great. And so I think there's, I haven't seen as much of that, like, I guess, protective side because it's been very open doors from the start because people like at the start, we just needed to find people to play games against. That was half the challenge. So Mm -hmm. we'd play against whoever we could. Now, um, did you guys use Facebook as like a resource to find those games? Like, for example, started a fa- AOS Facebook group to get those games and start getting um, it going? I think a lot of, I mean, we don't have a pay, like there's no centralized group like Sydney has. There's no, you know, big Facebook page. That everything goes on that one page. Uh, in Queensland, it seems like there's a real, you know, like I'm in about 15 different group chats. I'm in a bunch of smaller Facebook pages, like there's a Toowoomba one, a Southeast Queensland one, and there's there's no centralized one, but everyone's kind of in every group anyway. Mm. And there's a lot of a lot of it is group chats up here. Like that's ninety percent of how I communicate with other gamers. So, I mean, yeah. is that what you're seeing? Are you seeing you know the likes of uh, Discords or Twitters or uh, WhatsApp groups or even like Facebook? private groups of what are you seeing in your side that's working uh, to engage the community, um, either promote the events or keep people engaged um, when they're not an event or chatting to the community. Yeah. I think there's, um, there's like usually when people jump on and want to communicate something to the community as a whole, they'll, a lot of it is word of mouth. Like if I drop something in three group chats, 20 minutes later, everyone has heard it. Like if I go, Hey, there's this event that spreads really quickly because everyone just shares it through all their group chats. But we do have a lot of, a lot of centralized um, pages, I guess, like the South yeah, the, Queenslanders or whatever. I think uh, yeah, South like that's a, that's a good one. There's a big Brisbane Warhammer group. That's a lot more like that's very comprehensive of all games, but there's um. Yeah, a lot of it we'll just get it. We'll see an event that's recommended to us and often the events on Facebook are where a lot of the community happens. But yeah, it's there's no there's no one group. It's kind of just a big spider web of of people, really. That's probably cool. the best way to describe it. Clint, anything you want to add to that? Um, 
Not really, because Gabe seems to be covering it all. Uh, but no, sorry, Facebook mate. Is... Sorry, I didn't mean that. He's trying to take that's the okay. STO spot. No, He's really taking no, it off. I, I talk about Warhammer enough already, whereas you just type it. So yeah. you're actually getting to talk this time. Um, but no, Facebook is definitely king for AOS in ways that it wasn't for any for for um, sort of anything that came before it, um, and I think it's pretty much essential um, to sort of keeping on top of what's happening, whether it be group chats or whether it just be your you like you know a bunch of the pages, you know the Runax and Heralds and Failed Charge and whatever, because generally between there's a couple of different pages. And between the four of us or five or six or whoever, we'll all share something. One of us will share it and then that'll move it on yeah. and, you know. Yeah. So, so like, usually if, if, you know, Clint or I will share something to our page or the, you know, the failed charge guys, that'll then get shared by all the other guys because it's the polite thing to do and we all want yeah. each other to do well, really, so... Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Where where some some people may see that as a conflict. It's like, well, I've got to beat that person, oh, in, or yeah. like, but you got, this, but you got. No, I'm I'm talking yeah. br- oh, broadly absolutely. that some people might see that as like, well, I want to be. I think you mentioned, you know, the authority figure or the man. Um, but you guys generally seem to want to help each other, and if that means promoting each other and leveraging yeah. each other's great work, then that's that's great. Yeah, I don't think there's too much in the way of like tall poppy syndrome or anything like that you know no one no one's out there you know it's trying to be the biggest i was about to say something but i won't um, <laughs> but like you know what i mean like yeah. everyone no one's out there trying to trying to you know crown themselves or anything like that so everyone's mm. just in it to help each other out and build build a bigger better community really i think yeah we're already in it. All, all in it for the right reasons mm. So Clint, you were you were you you're an you're an old school, right? You came from eighth and, and even earlier, and you know you were a pioneer at the start. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, and then Gabe, I'll throw it over to you. Yep. Um, if I was if I was in a position where either I'm starting a club, uh, I don't have many players. Um, I've got a club that's doing okay, but you know it's got potential. Um, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned over your period of time to help a community really grow? Like what, what are those big things that I could start doing today um, that would, that would really make a difference potentially? I think um, getting yourself an ally is really big. Um, so in Toowoomba uh, we have battle station, um, which is run. Um, one of the owners is a old school friend of mine and the other owners, other owners, pretty cool guy as well uh seem and uh so they from the start of us building our scene they were very keen to uh help grow that as well um not just from their own business interests but also to just because they also wanted stuff to succeed so if you have a local store um or something like that or, or the potential for a local store uh get them on side and help get that word of mouth going uh just being active on facebook i suppose and trying to just say if you want to get a club night going or a games night at a store or whatever just do it and at the start it'll be you and your mate and the next week it'll be four of you and and then six months later there might be 20 of you um but just 
being super positive, super helpful with anyone who uh, is new or wants to play or wants to learn or whatever. You've just got to be, you know, um, you know, if you're playing a game against your mate and somebody walks over and they genuinely want to learn, your game can take that little bit longer, you know, yeah. because that person might go, ah, oh, this is really cool, wander over to the shelf and buy a star collecting box and off they go, you know, yeah. and then next week they're at the club again with you. So I think being welcoming to new people is yeah. is, is super important. So, yeah. Um, yeah, get yourself an ally, be it um, like a game, like a board games club or something, like if that's the closest thing that you have, if you can sort of tie your, your war gaming in with them or a store, you know, work something out with them as far as you support them and they support you. Um, mm. Just set a regular time or a regular day, you know, third Friday or whatever, and just keep that going regardless of whether it's just you and your mate the first time or two. Mm. And eventually that snowball will start rolling and, you know, and, you know, you have 100 player events. <laughs> eventually, that might be a long way away. Uh, but, you know, I know that there's folks like Tim, uh, the Aussie Wargamer, who's just sort of just... Um, kept going and going and going with, you know, his club in Moree and just to try and just keep that uh, momentum going and build that club up and, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you an example of something that Tim's doing that's uh, always impressed me is, um, so he's out at Moree, Australia, which is a small regional <laughs> community club. And as you can probably appreciate, there is no games workshop or probably a local game store in Moree. So what they do, and you know, I'm sure Tim will correct me in the um in the ch in the chat is that he and the club will actually do a collective order maybe once a month once a yeah. quarter and they pull their money together or they go yeah. to that independent and go he's 500 bucks can you order x y and z and um i think that's great if you've got a local store or i know when i was um when i grew, grew up in glen innes which is a very 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 small town in, mm. in in new south wales our local toy store used to um order our games workshop products in and to, in order to meet a minimum order that was obviously good for him as, as well as good for us, we'd pull that together and not buy on eBay, not buy off online. It was, uh, Tim actually does it through the local news agencies. So it's kind of the same thing. So that's that ally that you're, you're talking about. And um, I, I, I like that. Again, that's community and everyone kind of pulls together and, you know, what are we buying this month? So mm. anything else, Clint, anything else you've probably, you've seen that, um, has worked or I could be doing? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Credit podcast. Uh, I don't think that's a good place to start. Um, yeah, I don't think a podcast is a good right sounds, out the gate. Sounds like you're threatened. Sounds like you're threatened. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, over to you. No, it's not that. It sounds like not you're that. threatened. You don't want another Toowoomba podcast. Oh, gosh, no. We can't, we can't handle it. There's nobody left in Toowoomba to do a podcast. That's the thing. Like They've all got one already. Oh, man, that's great. That's great. Yeah, Gabe, what, what, what about lessons from yourself? Have you seen anything that, like, Mango Mar Mango Mafia's doing a great job. The guys are mm. all cool people. Uh, yeah. Keeps growing. You're Not only are you great performers on, on the table, but you also uh, seem like a great club. What are they doing well that other people could take lessons from? Oh, I think um, 
What are the Mango Mango Mafia are doing a bunch of cool stuff. They're, oh, I they're gotta, I gotta, recruiting I all the good players, even if they aren't from <laughs> Brisbane. <laughs> Who have they recruited outside Brisbane? Uh, Josh. Who works oh, yeah. at our local oh, store? What? He's a member of the mafia. Yeah, that's fair he's enough. in for Yeah, you know, stretching <laughs> the tendrils out. Wow. I think we've got uh, we've got members in in Cairns and Rocky now as well. So yeah, we have we have people everywhere. But um, <laughs> I think I think at the at the stage where our club's at, a lot of the responsibility that that various members have taken on is. Um, TOing those events. So um, Briscon is Dave Kerr's baby, and he's been helped out by Ty and Al, who are who are both in the club as well. And they have kind of Dave's kind of taken that as his responsibility. As you know, I mean, he's a fantastic player. No one's disputing that he's you know at the at the level that he is. And so he's seeing that as kind of the next step in the evolution of the scene is for him to maybe take a step back and go, right, how can I bring up the next lot of players to come through and, and, and back it up? So that's been his um, natural evolution of, of where he goes as a, as a gamer and as a hobbyist, um, which I think is great. It's easy to kind of rest on your laurels a bit, but he's been tirelessly working away and making sure that the scene stays healthy. Um, one thing that I really like when it comes to clubs and I'm, I just love these. I do them all the time is uh, a good way to start a club and get the ball rolling is to do like army builder challenges or something and be like over the three months, we'll paint up a thousand points. Then we'll run a small event. And that gives people a drive. It gives people a goal purpose and they gives them a reason to be involved in the club and to interact with all the other people in the club. Cause it's easy to kind of get lost in the crowd if you're not, if you're not engaged and if you're not invested, you can go, ah, I'll worry about that later. And then it just falls by the wayside. But um, yeah, for me, army builder challenges. I love building armies. That's one of my favorite parts of the Really? Army. Yeah. No really? <laughs> Haven't noticed. Yeah. No, Haven't noticed. no. I've, I've painted a few, a couple, couple dozen models this year. So no. What's your goal this year? So my goal is 300. And I've just hit 160. And it's not even so halfway through the year yet. No, it's it's not. I got You're to be a monster. carried. You're I a got monster. to be carried away. So that's good yeah. though. But yeah, so yeah, do you, army builder challenge. Just keep going. And Clint, oh. just just to pause on the army builder challenge. This is where uh, I've seen this work quite well in Toowoomba with battle stations. I think I've seen a couple of army builder challenges or painting challenges. Um, yeah, over, they do over time. Do some. They've done some slow grows and uh, campaigns and things like that, and I think they're doing battle sessions, doing another one soon. And we've got our table of tale of hobby heralds running at the moment as well. Mm. So. Did you do a spider fang army, Clint? I did do a spider fang army for a slow grow. Yes, which cool. is currently kicking butt out somewhere down in Sydney. <laughs> Excellent. Sweet. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, so army builder time. That's a good shout. Yeah. Um, I think as well, running those events, like, again, it comes back to reading the room and going, if there's a bunch of new people here, you don't want to run in. For example, if I was going to a, a, an event where there were like 60% new players, 
I probably wouldn't take a Gristle Gore, for example, because as a new player, and I'm not having a go at you personally. Like, do it, do it, attack him, go for the you throne. <laughs> give it, get okay. Wes is already doing I'll, it on his I'll, chat. I'll, 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 get more, I'll get more subscribers. Attack Liam. That's why he's oh, here. Man. It's all about the drama. Um, I've yeah, been so good, think... but just quickly, I've been good for the past three weeks. Just want to clarify that. You have one more week, and you get a uh, you get a like a stamp on your card, and five five stamps, you get a free coffee or something. Gay, yeah. back to you. Attack so, so Liam. Okay. Yeah, I think. Um, I think reading the room and going, okay, it's a bunch of new players. A Gristle Gore is not going to make them come back again. Like, there's potential. Yeah, at that top level, sure. And if that's the the tournament that you're attending, fantastic. But for a new player coming in, I know that there are some real negative experiences that can turn people off straight away. And that's yeah. not to say that you need to like cradle them into the, into the game or anything like that, or like give them a false sense of security and everyone's a winner. Cause that's, you know, that has its own set of issues. Yeah. But I think, I think if you can give people a taste of it, like without pulling punches, but also not just like beating a corpse kind of thing. So I think, there's a responsibility on on people to look at the health of their scene, look at where their scene's at. If if you had Dave Kerr in a country town and there's six people who are looking at playing Warhammer and he comes in and just, you know, just heel kicks everyone every time, then, you know, that's going to be a bad time. Whereas if he kind of nurtures that scene and meets them where they're at and pushes them slowly, that then gets that really positive growth that you that you see now in different clubs. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't mind. I know this is the Queensland show and you guys are doing a great job, but I, I see that in Joel McGrath, um, mm. who's doing a great job. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, Charles Black, because I, I want to give shout-outs to people in the community. I'd love you guys to do the same. You know, Charles is really driving that that message in Canberra, being that you know, he's come back from, I think, we'll have a fantasy or ninth age and wherever he was, um, and he's really pushing and he's not just kicking people's teeth in. Um, he probably could. And he came up to Bruce Hammer too, and he did kick some teeth in, but <laughs> I think there's a, there's a, there's a time and there's a place for the, the teeth kicking. And then there's a time and a place to um, either bring a softer list or to, as you said, nurture and grow that your, yeah. your talent. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, a degree of like, as a, to use a term servant leadership, there's a degree of like coming in and not just wanting to come into a group and be like, yeah, I'm the best in this group. It's about lifting that group up, supporting them, giving them the resources that they need to then have a, like develop a, a, a strong, healthy club. And that's not to say that every club needs to play at that top tier or anything like that, but you want to have fun. Like my goal in every game that I play is to have a good time and, and that happens almost every time, you know? So I think there's a, I think there's a responsibility on experienced players and, and powerful players to, um, to really read the room and not just get too carried away with stomping skulls in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right, no, Clint, it's good. Clint, anything you want to add to that? No. Um, because Gabe pretty much summed it up fairly well that, like, yeah, you cannot grow a community beating everyone all the time. Mm. 
<laughs> that's just it's going to leave bad place, and people won't want to come back. Yeah, and and, and I and I know uh, certainly at some of our events like the Games Cube, and it's not about the Games Cube as a as a location, but um, you know we run these monthly like mini tournaments. Um, they they get ranking points, so they are at tournament to a degree. And uh, you're right. There are some people I've seen who have come fresh out of a games workshop, quite new to the scene. They come in, get their teeth kicked in, and then they, they get, don't return. They get paid up by come, Liam, yeah. and then uh, not not even against Liam, but just in general. And and you know, um, it, it's obviously hard when you most of your events are quite competitive potentially. Um, and I, you know, and if if ranking points do drive that, um, or that best of the best, or I want to win. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe maybe a challenge we have with that particular scene is that there is prizes on offer and those prizes are quite significant, the first, second and a third. So uh, it does breed that that competitive culture and maybe we don't have enough of those opportunities to have that more casual, nurturing um, uh, environment. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm self-reflecting here and, you know, and, and if, if GamesCube plays that role, and that's okay, can play that role, but where where can I where can we create that space where we can nurture players here and then maybe transition them to here? But yeah. maybe we, right now we don't have that space, or maybe we we're not thinking that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and others might have the same thing, and maybe you know um, you only meet meet once a month, and that's your one opportunity to to to, to get tournament hard. Um, mm-hmm. So. And, and, you know, again, it's not about Sydney versus Queensland. This is just mm. talking through different environments and thinking about yeah. how can we grow and get better yeah. um, as, 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 a, as a team because ultimately that's where CanCon became 220. And, you know, if the scene keeps growing, Clint, we're doing 400 next year and yeah. uh, next 1,000. Do then... it, Clint. Do it. No. <laughs> well, if we've got enough players, Clint, we're going to have to or maybe we'll run no, two we parallel GTs. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> Parallel GTs, that's great. Yeah, Liam, any yeah, questions you got? Liam, any questions you got, or I got my last burning question. Uh, if your last burning question is about like a particular app, then I don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, not, it's, about, it's about these guys, not about you. Okay, cool. It's um, not all about you, Liam. No, no, I just remember he threatened to bring up that question. I'm like, no. Um, I don't think, I think you guys nailed everything, and Gabe and Clint, every time when I was like, just about to ask a question, you guys have already like, answered what i was gonna ask so <laughs> it's it's been great and i've literally been like cool you guys are literally covering everything it's kind of scaring me a bit so it's almost I'm like good. we talk about the hobby all the time as yeah. part of our yeah. place in the community is that uh, we talk about hobby uh, the last all right the burning question the last question i have to wrap this up before we get into the final segment is if i was to talk to you both 12 months from now or let's, let's fast mm. forward what would make this year a great year for Queensland and your communities? And what what have you achieved together as a as a group, a gaming club, a, a state? Um, like, what have we achieved together to get this amazing outcome um, that's better than where we're at? Like, what does that look like? Oof. Yeah, Wait, you want to lead that one? Oh, okay, right. <laughs> now you're quiet. Um, <laughs> I just love talking. <laughs> um, look, more. I think where Queensland is headed in 12 months is a bigger scene, not doubled or whatever. If it doubles, that's cool. 
But I think we, um, what would make it really awesome is a diversity of events, mm. a um, that the consistency of the club culture stays through, so that doesn't go anywhere. Like that, that stays um, and just gets stronger. But we all keep those those ties across the clubs. Um, but I just think, yeah, uh, more more people playing, more awesome people playing because Queensland scene's full of awesome people. Um, more diversity in events to make sure that we're picking up all of those people who may not necessarily love tournaments. They might love narrative, you know, um, that kind of thing. Uh, and just more, I think it's more of the same because I think we've done fairly well in the last two and a half, three years. And I think we just continue on this trajectory and I think we'll do well. Yeah. And and, and, and this is just fresh off my head. And I, I, I want to just make sure I acknowledge this um, before I ask Gabe, is that um, you have a couple of female war gamers as well, which has always impressed me. And um, it's, it's, it's less of an, actually it's, it's less of being impressed. It's more about how do I, how, how does Sydney get more wargaming females and being inclusive and getting more of that in, into our scene. And Gemma does a great job. You got Elizabeth up there. So I think, again, this kind of comes back to your inclusiveness and welcomingness that you guys are fostering. So, um, I do want to acknowledge that, um, uh, that you're getting diversity there as well. Gabe. What does yes. the world look like in twelve months? Oof. I'm sure you've I, already I'm sure you've already painted a picture and you've got you've got the, the plan <laughs> mapped out. Yeah, I think um look, I I I'm gonna echo a lot of what Clint said. I think it's on a pretty good course at the moment. Um I think the way it's going and the way that the scene, the the mindset that everyone generally shares is very positive and healthy and I certainly don't want that to see that go anywhere I don't think it will I think there's a lot of I think people are too uh too determined to have fun <laughs> um but I think that there's also a lot to be said for uh I think there's a lot of work that's going to go in from different different people in the community to I guess up the level up the events I'd love to see yeah, more events coming up. I think the support is there for for tournaments and for games days and stuff like that. There's a there's a few things in the work for different content creators and different TOs and stuff that I've heard about that I'm really excited for. But I think I think generally it's going to be a great a great twelve months. I'd love to look back on it and see uh, a bunch of bunch of beers and bands and all that kind of thing and and just tournaments that were good memories and you know and seeing players really really duke it out and throw down at their at their best that's probably probably what i want to see is just onward and upward kind of thing sounds good and liam I, I, i'll throw it to you because you have you've just launched or announced an initiative you're doing in sydney mm, um, yeah like um, I think you know, we're talking about inclusiveness and bringing people in. This is a really good way to wrap up. Mm. Maybe it's a good way to you to talk about something that you're doing. So anyone who's not part of the Wama Age Sigma Sydney group um, probably has not seen this, but a lot of them probably have because a, a lot of interest has picked up on it. I we did this three years ago um, where we did a ladder campaign, which grew the group a lot, and that's what we see a lot of our. I'm not 
going to say top tier, but like some of our good players from Sydney were from that campaign where they got a lot of games in and got a lot of practice. Mm. And, got, and we built a community. We built a tourney. Like we weren't meant to, but we built a small tourney scene from that. And mm. those, those same 20 or so players who registered travel all over. Yeah. Sydney, they're the ones that went up to Brisbane a lot and stuff and traveled. Um, but this is not what I wanted out of this thing. I wanted, I realized that there's 800 plus members, 600 or 650 of them are actually from Sydney. The rest are from you guys. Um, your, your, your <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't see 600 and six, I don't even see like the hundred different people posting and stuff. So I thought, Hey, I'm going to run this ladder campaign again. I'm going to do it. Um, I'm not getting involved. I've, even though some people even added a poll saying, I'll join if you're not in it. Um, but I'm going to just, <laughs> I, I was, I laughed at that. I was like, that's a good one. Um, but I am getting, I'm just going to run it. Um, I might play as a buy buster. If someone's like looking for a challenge, but there's no one there and I'll just jump in and give them a game. Yeah. Um, but not maybe gristle gore, maybe something else that I will uh, whip up. But yeah. So at the moment, there's a ladder campaign where it's free to enter. Um, at the moment, I've got 50 plus players interested. Yeah, that's great. That's um, and then that's the thing, though, is like, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, Magra, you can back me up on this, but when that ladder campaign first started, didn't you only just have 10 players at first? Yeah, it was, uh, and you know, the, the point of that, that initial ladder campaign was um, we didn't know each other. And I think this is the, the unique challenge that Sydney has is that we are one powerful group our sydney group is probably the best group in australia potentially in the world our group is awesome but because of the the sheer diversity and we're all spread out everywhere we don't know each other that well and it was a good way to start getting each other to meet up and and, and build a relationship mm. yeah. um where you guys are doing that you know in mango mafia club or you know at toowoomba battle station so um yeah, it was a, it was quite small, and we only played in Games Workshop um, in the city mostly. Yeah. Um, but what I realized is, so I was like, "Hey, let's run this thing again and get people reconnected." Not, I don't want to see like I don't want the Games Cube guys to be like, "I oh, will just play each other because we already know each." Other. I want people yeah. to branch out and be like, "Hey, I want to play someone from like et cetera, et cetera. Do you want to meet at this store halfway?" Um, and so people can start having regular faces. And if they go to an event, they don't feel like, oh, I don't know anyone. They can go up and be like, hey, like, what's been happening? Yeah. Last time we've seen. So, yeah. And knowing that, like, maybe, like, I know for a fact that let's say I get 20 for the first week, that will just grow and grow yeah. and grow. And then, um, and we'll, and at the moment, I might have to look for a different gaming venue for the finals. Um, if but that's get- a good problem to have. Yeah, a, that is a good problem to have. That's a great problem to have. It's so yeah. it's, it was going to be Wamma Sydney City, um, depending on a few changes that might happen in that store. We don't know yet, and I'm not allowed to say at the moment. We're just going to um, set up tables out the front on the road because no one goes in the city on the weekend. <laughs> that's that's um, what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. So we might have to like work. I might even have to hire a hole and might have to grab some terrain stuff and like run it super independently for that showdown, depending how big it is. But. Yeah, just going to run a ladder campaign, and it's yeah. just to get the group. Again, I want people to post in that group, yeah. showing off their games. I've even added in my pack, but I'm like, guys, sh- tell a story when you make a post. Like, what I want to see is, like, you post your first thing saying, like, this is who I'm going up against, and then the comments be, like, a mini battle report being, like, such and such wizard just killed a monster by just hitting it with the staff. Like, I want to see cool things like yeah. that. And that's and it's just getting the community to be, like, because I do know we have the narrative players and stuff in it, and I want them all to, like... yeah. I haven't set a point limit or anything. I've written down saying like, hey, 
it's any point limit. You can even run it narratively. You don't even have battle line restrictions or anything like that. So like anyone can rock up. You can run Gristle Gore, but not you're run break, You're breaking down the barriers to entry. I think yeah. that's where that's yeah. where you know in the in the early campaigns and the early events, you know, it didn't matter what base uh, base you're on. And then we yeah. kind of moved to you know make sure it's at least blue tacked on MDF circles. So if yeah. you did want to play between two systems, that's okay. You you you're, you're, you're removing those barriers to entry. And um, what, what event did I run? I think it was my narrative event. When I ran the, the yeah. Coalescence Malign Portents, I didn't have a painting restriction on there because I wanted to remove that barrier to entry so that and if someone who wanted to play narrative and their army wasn't painted just yet or they had some outstanding models, they could still play and... Um, or bring Doors of Cain filth, like one or the other. But... Yeah. Oh. You're a bad man, Liam. You're ruining, you ruined a good show. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But no. you, did, you did remove a barrier... Like, I remember when you did that, everyone's like, oh, there should be painting restrictions. And I do remember you used me as an example saying, Liam wanted to bring a new army, but no one's ever seen before. And I think you should have messaged me saying, at least bring a narrative-based one. But yeah, but lessons learned. That's why I'm not <laughs> running the narrative event this year. But um, um, that was a good example. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what I'm running. Um, no, so that's great, man. Game. I think... I think that's awesome. That kind of thing, like that comes, falls into the same kind of thing as like army builders and all that kind of thing well, where it's growth and it's something that people, it's a driving force that's like over a couple of months, you know? And so yeah. I think that's, I think that's I've, really good for, for I've added, stuff. I've added in as well. If like people want to start a new army, they can mm. use it for this one. Like there's no set thing you can do. You can literally just, when you set up your games, you just rock up, um, and that's what I want, really. I just want people to play games. And I want that group, because at the moment, you guys are part of it. You pretty much see the same five, six people post, correct? At the moment. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Five, six, five, same. I want that to be now, not saying like, oh, 800 or whatever we have. Mm. I just want at least 20 or 30 new yeah. posts, new people every week. And just getting people being like, hey, it's not that scary to share my cool nerd Warhammer thing that I've got going on here, which <laughs> is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But another thing that Anthony, since you brought up the female thing, me, when I go into my local store, I do see a lot of females in it, but I do know that a lot of them are D&D players. So hopefully maybe something like Warcry, where it's like a narrative character-driven thing, that might get them involved because a lot of them do like a storytelling thing, which could might happen, especially in the Sydney community. Yeah. Maybe because we have a lot, we have a huge D and D thing going on in Sydney, which is weird. Like, it's every... not weird. I play it. I love it. Not weird. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying it's weird to play D and D. I'm just saying like, there's so many people who go into that, like, go into Warhammer Sydney, and I swear it's every third customer who's also a girl or female. They come in and they are saying like, "Oh, I play D and I'm looking for a new mini." I'm like, "Oh, cool, sweet. Like, you're at the right place. Like, it's really interesting to see that they're." They're around, interested in like the war gaming thing. I think it's just like trying to break down that barrier. And I think something like Warcry, or even like a skirmish game, could break down that barrier. And this goes are back you... to the nurturing the oh, whole time. Sorry. No, no, yeah. Dave, please go for no, it. No, no. I was going to say, are you Starflame? Uh, no comment. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Liam, Liam, Liam hangs around the store, whether he's paid or not, in brown paper bags or is just uh, he's always there playing playing games. Just he's a good lurking. Guy. 
He's good. He, no, good stuff, overall, good, good guy. Yeah. I I am I am like one of their I'm happy to say I'm one of their AOS recruiters. So anytime someone comes in and they want to get into AOS, they generally bring me in and I help them and break down the barrier and explain and like showing you that it's not as scary um yep. to get yeah, into something like AOS and I drive them into the Sydney group. For example, yep. I just had someone come in this week said I want to get out of magic and Pokemon trading card games. I want yep. to I want to hang out with a bit more of a mature crowd. And I yeah. don't want to be part of a community that's toxic. So I said, cool, Body K is not yeah. for you. Come to AOS. Oh. Oh. All right. <laughs> but Liam, Liam, Liam does raise a good point uh, as we start wrapping up this, this piece is around. I have personally seen the likes of Ash McEwen, uh, Dan Brewer, Liam. Uh, there are so many people who are in the Sydney, Sydney store uh, as an example. And they'll put down their own hobby to do an intro game. Mm. They will they will come in wanting to play a 2,000-point game, but there's someone yep. new. And it's like, does Ash and Dan play each other for the 100th time? Or, yeah. you know, and they'll, they'll, they'll make a 500-point game yeah. just to get somebody in the hobby. And I think that selflessness, um, if you haven't got that, you know, if you are in that position to introduce someone new, you know, do consider your impacts. Yeah, you might lose that 2,000-point that game, but... Overall, you're going to increase the, the the community, and then obviously bring yeah. them in. Yeah, and that's that's a perfect example of of like people taking a leadership role without wanting to be like without you know wearing the leadership badge or anything. They're doing yeah. their bit because they love the game and they want other people to enjoy it as like, much as they do. So that's mm. yeah, good on. Like it. like to give you an idea, Dan Brewer, for example, when I came into AOS, I had no idea how to play it or whatever. Dan Brewer took his own time out mm. and came in. He went down, visited me in the city store, had a game with me, and then he showed me. And also the great thing was this is, he was already a really good player at the early stages, and he was seen <laughs> him like, like, he's always been great. Taught yeah. me a few things, taught me some strategic things. And, yeah, like, and then now I like doing that back to the community where someone comes in and goes, I just yeah. have the starter set, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I would literally walk around the store and pick up whatever army models we have around like the store lets me. I was like, cool. <laughs> You're I'm just like, ah, like, oh, these are mine now. <laughs> I'm like, cool. It's the same. I'm there so often, but like, I'm yeah. like furniture. So I'm like, cool. Yeah. I'll just place this down and I'll literally <laughs> just grab dice and be like, cool. And I would literally supposed to be like shooting a client or something in an hour or two. And I would literally be like, okay, I'll show you a quick game. Bring yeah. it. Yeah. So, so this is, this has been a really good discussion. I, uh, I think there's been a lot of knowledge shared by everyone. So if you are in a position, whether you are a TO, whether you are a, a club leader, a club mate, uh, a general gamer, uh, I think there's something we can all do here to improve and increase the capability and the uh, overall, I guess, inclusive, inclusiveness and just growing the scene and making it stronger and healthier. And we all win eventually. Uh, and I think that's been evident at CanCon. It's been evident at some of these other events where, you know, Sydney GT was 70 plus, BrizzCon's now 100, you know, all, you know, um, uh, events just selling out really quickly, like Lords of War sold out super quick. Uh, yeah. And it's off the back of all this great work and we're all winning together. So, yeah, um, definitely. Clint, Gabe, thank you. Um, we start wrapping up and that is the Around the Ground segment. This is where we talk about upcoming events as well as any content creators you maybe want to shout out. So uh, any events you guys want to shout out uh, or even content creators that have put out new pieces that should be checked out. Uh, quick shout out to everyone who's playing at Saggy T this weekend. Ooh, I, yeah. I sadly had to drop out. 
um, due to personal things. Um, so I wish everyone the best of luck. Um, I wish I was there. Um, Danny Paints, please win best painting nom. Like <laughs> I have all in the faith of you with your beautiful free guild. I mm. believe in you, bro. But um, yeah, huge shout out to all Saggy T guys. So Clint especially. Um, show that Manfred can be better than Arcan, but Neferite is the true Mortark still in my eyes. Um, but that's just my, <laughs> it's my opinion, my views, my hobby, but at least, at least, at least show that Manfred is better than Arcan. All right. Please. I'm muting, muting, muting Liam. <laughs> Clint, Clint, have you put out any podcasts recently or anyone that you want to point people to? I literally released one this morning, um, mm. which is Flesh Eater Courts, uh, featuring Michael from the Failed Charge and, uh, Sean, uh, little Sean or Tubbs, however you want to, whatever you want to refer to him um, as, from uh, Notorious Age of Sigma over in New Zealand. So mm. three of us sat down, uh, three of us and and my birds, unfortunately, um, sat down to chat Flesh Eater Courts, and uh, it was really good because uh, post-FAQ, uh, both Tubbs and Michael have played a ton of games with uh, Flesh Eater Courts, both before and with this new book. Uh, so they got. It was good to get their perspectives on it. Uh, yeah, so that came out today. Um, I think we did an episode a couple of weeks ago about Skaven as well. If you haven't listened mm. to that one yet, um, yeah, but that's that's about it. Um, yeah, I don't think I've got anything else to shout out other than other than these cool shirts. They look sick. Ooh. And yeah. how do how do people get? Uh, how do people get like I'm going to be putting a. I'm going to be putting up a link to the shirts tonight. Um, so basically we had that competition, uh, and we got the three people who won that competition. They all got their shirts a couple of weeks ago. Why didn't um, I get a shirt? I was a part of the commentary of one of the winners. <laughs> like I feel like I should get like a association <laughs> shirt. And then our, all of our, uh, patrons on Patreon got the opportunity to buy one at a discount. Um, and then they'll go general public tonight. So Sweet. I'll probably, I'll probably take a couple over with me to Bobo. So to give out as well. <laughs> Amazing. And Gabe, when are you putting when's your next blog post? What's going on? Um, so I've got uh, two coming out this weekend. I've got my last two games from CanCon, which I'm finally getting out. It's been a been a busy couple of weeks, but they're they're on their way out. Um, so if you didn't know, Rune Axe Wargaming. Rune Axe, yes. go mm. Google yes. it. Sorry, I probably should have started with that. Um, That's all right. I'll put I'll put it in the show notes that yeah, uh, cool. people can find the, the blog. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I do a weekly blog and a weekly like hobby diary kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, that's that happens every week, and I'm I'm plodding my way through. I'm about to do. I'm playing at a couple of events coming up. I got three in the next probably month and a half, and I'm taking my freshly almost not yet finished Chaos Dwarves to all to all three. So <laughs> so gotta, well described. Oh, I, it's just chaos at the moment. Not, not the faction chaos. It's actually just mayhem trying to get everything finished. So, but it'll be good fun. It'll be worth now, it. Since you mentioned Chaos Dwarves, Clint, how do people yes. get involved with the hobby challenge that you've done with that game yeah, involved good in? Good point. Good point. Okay, so uh, Taylor Hobby Heralds. It, it's very loose in structure. Basically, all you've got to do is make a commitment each month to paint the something. So. Um, we've sort of set an end goal for taking these armies to Lords of War in Melbourne in June. Um, but uh, you can set any goal. So if you're you're going to Gabe's team event, you can say, well, I want to paint an army for that. 
And so every month we'll go, okay, this month we're us personally, we're going to paint an elite unit and a character. And so you can sort of follow along with that and basically post your progress with uh, hashtag T-O-H-H on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And I pick up and uh, I kind of have a look at those and pick some good ones. And we like last month we featured Ash McEwen's uh, Devoted to Sigma. Uh, he's this month, he's well, a crazy man. He's, mm. yes, definitely. Well, <laughs> he's a crazy man painting crazy men. So, um, and you know, this month we'll pick somebody else. And You know what's my favorite thing? No, Ash went up to Dan Brewer and said, I understand your pain with hordes. He goes, you don't know the start of it. <laughs> well, Ash will, Ash will understand by the time he's finished. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a loose hobby uh, challenge where basically you're setting your own goals each month to get yourself to a point where you want to take an army to. So whether it be Lords of War alongside Travis and I, um, or it might be Sydney GT or it might be Runax or whatever, you set yourself a goal um, and we, we're following along with you and to try and help you be, help you keep accountable, uh, accountable, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, it's, it's less of a have some, have 500 points painted every month and more of just a, let's just keep Do progressing you know. the army and 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 keep accountable and know that other people are there doing it same uh, alongside you i think that's cool um i myself wish i could get involved but i i'm such a hobby butterfly that i can't commit um <laughs> like i'm pretty i'm pretty sure when i stopped when he started i was painting up my fiends for sinesh and then now i'm done gristle gore so mm. like I, maybe, I, maybe I that's wish. your commitment maybe your commitment to stick to something and and follow it through for a while all i have to do is paint eight models plus 50 other models for summoning. I almost guarantee you that you will not paint those full eight models because you'll change your mind. Nah. Have you seen my bases? I'm pretty well committed to an army. No, I'll put... Uh, I, I, uh, I agree with Anthony. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it you're not going to finish painting that fake army. Have unless a unless I'm gonna... you say, I'm going to go to this event in three weeks' time and you sit down and paint them all. Okay, guys. Borders War, right? April 27th, 28th. I will submit my list. Tonight, and I will get it done in April 27. No shit, I have to do it in Canberra. I submitted for Canberra. When's Canberra event? Like two weeks beforehand. Uh, it's, the, it's the start of April. Yeah, the first cool. weekend in April. That's in three Same weeks. Yeah. Is the heat. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I will submit my list, and I'll do that tonight, and I'll get it done. How about that? Mm, good. Okay. Yep. Clint's <laughs> <laughs> like Clint's like you're crazy. <laughs> I don't believe you'll get it done. What, let's let's see. Well, let, we'll we'll see when we have this next down under Sigma to see how Liam is progressing. Um, you guys have alluded to a bunch of events that are coming up. So mm. SAGT this weekend, I believe there might be one or two tickets that have opened up recently. So if you're in Adelaide or you can get to Adelaide this weekend, um, if they are, if Doom is open up to getting people in, message him. If not, unlucky next time. Uh, but you do have the the Warhammer heats up in Queensland. I don't know if they've sold out yet, but I know. Sold out. They've yeah, also, so you've also missed yeah, out. So out. get on your tickets quick because Border Wars still got a couple of tickets left. Border War um, is got 10 tickets left, and I do know that three or four people I know for a fact are just waiting for work commitments to be solid, and they'll get their ticket. So that's actually really six spots, I think. Out of, I think it's like a 50-player event, so yeah. get on to that. BrizCon sold out. You win um, a sword. You win, You do win a sword. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait sword. to take that, that sword onto Qantas, so I, I really <laughs> yeah. want to... <laughs> I really want to see how that goes. Um, 
You've got up in Cairns, you've got the Battle of the Northern Realms yeah. um, in May. You've got uh, Lord of Realms in um, Gladstone as well. So there's two uh, awesome regional Queensland um, events coming up. Sydney Slaughter tickets are up for June. BadgerCon tickets are up. Lord of War sold out. You've got the narrative event in July. Check out the description later on, and I'll have all the the, uh, the links. You, you forgot to add in New Zealand. Yeah, well, Notorious Hammer. This is, uh, this, is down, GT. this is down under. This yeah, is not like down, down under. under. And so Notorious yeah. GT. Uh, down under to the right. 25th and 26th <laughs> of May. Yes, our, our New Zealand brothers who were on last episode. Yes, you've got Notorious Hammer. Uh, check out those events as well. Liam, you're going to that still? Yep, and I grudged Dan Street. Short shorts versus the villain. Uh, yeah. Curious to see who wins. I, I reckon he's bringing Nighthorn. He ignores all my rend, um, which most of my army has. Um, I'm, and all it is is a four up. So he needs to practice four ups, and he might, and need make ten inch charges. Well, I think the um, the Australia New Zealand uh, clash this year proves that you don't have to practice. Just write up like a ten page document on how to run an army and uh, you'll win uh plus take like take like a filth list um that's what we did so you did um a couple of other content creators i want to call out is obviously clint's already said that he's um got just put out an episode with flesh eater courts uh failed charge has a really interesting piece from the uh, the 40k masters so if you're a 40k player definitely check that out um, Bush Radio has put something out recently. Mango Mafia has put something out in the last few weeks. Um, uh, there was a episode from, or a couple of episodes from Mortally Wounded as well. So lots yep. of cool content creators. And something that was really interesting on Monday was uh, Doom and Darkness had um, the South Australian GT list mm, reviews yeah. with uh, Nick from um, Dwellers Below. Mm. Um, so it was an interesting discussion and seeing some of the meta armies and where Skaven and Flesh Eaters and where potentially the meta's going. So uh, I really enjoyed that. One, one thing I'll add in is even if you don't play 40K, the Fail Charge episode is actually really good to listen to because you get to hear how they run their masters and things like that because they um, they run it very differently to us. So I think it was an interesting insight into the way that their competitive scene works sometimes. So yeah, even if you're not a 40K, diehard 40K person or whatever, I think it was you don't quite need that to listen to it and go, oh, okay, so that's how their Masters runs. And, you know, what right. can we it's take another away way to, from that? Yeah, it's another way that you can think about running your events and um, developing the scene. So I, I've downloaded oh. it. One second, Anthony. A uh, comment here saying Mount Cravat said there are some tickets open up for the heats. Heat Great. two, I think it is. Heat two. Um, so if you're listening, yeah, okay. heat two, get a ticket or two. I think there's a couple. Just, yeah, there you go. Just want to put that in there. Yep. So thanks, if you thanks, get... thanks more, Daka, whoever that is. More Daka. Uh, yeah, that's look. Cameron. Oh, I forget his last name. Richards? Oh, uh, no, no. Um, he helped us with. Stuff at Cancon, Cameron McCormack. Oh, oh yeah, Cam Cameron. Yeah, yeah. He said yeah. he said that he's like, oh, I think that's Cameron. Where he's like, oh, he said you look fat on YouTube. I'm like, oh, thanks. He goes, no, no, but it was, but it, but it was a backhanded compliment. Where he goes, you're actually a really stocky dude. He goes, in real life, like you look fat, but like you're actually a really tough dude. I'm like. Thank oh, you. that's funny. Yeah, Thanks. I think. Uh, <laughs> it was on the Friday night. This is in the the beers and, like, 
you know, the, where alcohol is involved. I don't know yeah. if he started drinking it. I think I think I was like cutting the lettuce for the for the um for the burgers. But uh, Must, th- uh, thanks for the feedback. Uh, thanks, <laughs> much appreciated. Yeah. There's no such thing as failure, only feedback. So uh, I'll learn a lesson, maybe do some Stormcast Strong again. Um, it the could only be worse. I, it could, could have been worse, Anthony. It could have been, oh, you're actually fatter in real life. <laughs> like, I guess that's a, that's yeah, probably that's a positive. See, my backhanded comment was from Seth where he goes, you're not as much of a dickhead than people tell you. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks, man. I'll take that. <laughs> Honesty was flowing out of the tap that Friday night, it seems. Oh, that's oh. fantastic. Um, like, I was like, that's cool. I'll take that. And he goes, yeah, a lot of people say you're being like an absolute. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Oh, man. So, last thing he like, doesn't know last... you very well. No, but we, we definitely know him him well now. He's uh, the Hail the Goon King. I um, think you're talking about me. <laughs> Righto. We've lost Liam. All right. Carry wrapping on, things up, guys. The last thing, the last two things I want to say is firstly, thank you not only to my guests, but I want to thank everyone who supported this channel. Uh, it's, it's a little over 12 months. And today, literally an hour ago, uh, I cracked the 1,000 subscriber mark, which has been Woo! an important milestone for me. So thank Excellent. you to everyone who supported the channel. And I think just generally what we've talked about here about supporting one another and you know, if you if you aren't subscribed to Doom and Darkness or The Fail Charge or Mortally Wounded or you're checking Gabe's content out or you're not checking out Shadowhammer, you're not checking out Heralds, get on the subscribe list, Bush Radio, Mango Radio, you know, support each other. Um, we all grow together and I think um, that's definitely been one of the goals for this show and I think the road to CanCon has been all about just bringing us together and really sharing the love. So, um, thank you. Thank you for the subscription. And, and um, uh, uh, the last thing I'll say is, Clint, you'll love this one. We'll be, there will be a shorter, de- there'll be a longer delay between uh, this episode and the next episode because I will be in America playing at Adepticon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so instead of having a two week gap, so we've been doing this every two weeks, there will be a third week gap. Um, however, um, I will be at the Games Workshop um, a preview seminar. So I probably may go live on, either on YouTube or maybe on the Sydney group um, to share with you what um, what they go through and something that you may not know. Um, I've been in a GW preview in the past at, at, at Blood and Glory, but they share a lot of stuff with you that they don't share on the community article. So if I learn anything or anything that's valuable on top of the community article, um, I'll share it with this with the Australian crew somehow. So uh, keep an eye out. That's on the – I think it'll be – uh, Wednesday night in America, which makes it Thursday dayish, I think. So, um, one, one final thing, Anthony, uh, Gabe, is it yes. okay? Are you comfortable giving out the date for your event so people can put in their calendar? Oh yes. So I've locked in the Runax Team Championship. Uh, it is going to be the second and third of November. Cool. Uh, so awesome. last year, last year it sold out super quick. I've got a bit more space this year. But I've also had a bunch of more people tell me that they are coming. So I, if you if you're wanting to bring a team, probably organise that sooner rather than later because I think they're going to go pretty quick. Now before yeah. we cut off, I was there last year. Clint was there last year, and I have to say, it is so worth the trip. I've had so much fun, and I got to play four different. Oh no, four yeah, four different players. I played Ash the fourth or the third round. 
but for like, so many new players, met so many new people, and I have to say, Brisbane guys, hobby is absolutely fantastic. You guys kill it and inspire me to step up my hobby. So if you put it in your calendar, wrap up some mates. Uh, do you have a mercenary program? If anyone wants to, like, oh, I, yeah, I do have a mercenary program this year. So we will have a a list. If you're an individual player, you can go down on the. Uh, mercenary list and you'll either be backfilled into another team if they have dropouts or we'll form uh, teams of mercenaries on their own if there's if there's space so yeah there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot going into it but I appreciate the shout out and uh, and it should be should be a really good event so there'll be a lot of a lot of build up towards it anyway so you'll see a lot here and there about it You'll see me there as well. And Clint, yeah. everyone's everyone's done Whip Wednesday. They're probably posted on the Facebook group. If they haven't, make sure to use your hashtag somewhere uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. That hashtag, Clint, one more time was? Hashtag T-O-H-H, Tale of Hobby Heralds. Make sure you, you share that love and uh, really pump everyone up to keep their hobby, hobby flowing. So... This has been an epic marathon, two and a half hours almost. Thank you to my guests, both Gabe and Clint. Uh, Liam, thanks for turning up once again. Um, we missed you. Um, please don't leave me with Hayden again. Um, <laughs> although he is my teammate for the Runax, so uh, I, may yeah, have lost, I'm, I may be signing up for Barbarians now. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm pretty sure I've told work that you have – yeah. In three weeks, we'll be back. Um, and I've already told work, so it'll be sweet. So it won't Thank happen you. again. Awesome. <laughs> You're on notice. Guys, <laughs> have a great night. I need to go pack up my bags for tomorrow. Where uh, are you ha- going tomorrow? Yeah, where uh, are you going? <laughs> going, to, going to the airport. Yeah, but uh, where are you flying to? I'm flying to Dallas, and I'm currently in the. I'm currently in uh, two mines if I go check out the, um, the Warhammer okay. Citadel. So I'm in the Dal- Dallas for three Ooh. days. Yeah. Um, I think you'd regret it if you didn't. Like, yeah. Why you're there? Yeah. Like, now, why also are you in America again? Uh, actually, for, for my best friend, one of my best oh, friends, box parties. So, um, so I was able to negotiate with him and get him to do it around Adepticon time. Uh, it's also <laughs> WrestleMania season, and I thought I'd push my relationship with my wife a little bit too much if I then flew to New York to watch WrestleMania. But are you seeing WrestleMania live? No, I'm not. I, I was oh, I was pushing the relationship right. because I, because my wife's leaving. My wife's coming with me, but then she's leaving before Adepticon. So oh, I, I I'm see. staying at Adepticon for like five days. Yeah. And I thought then staying another week on top of that for WrestleMania is kind of pushing it. And I may yeah, not come enough. home to a house. That's, that's fair enough. So just come home. All the locks are changed. All your Warhammer's in just like garbage bags at the front lawn. Like, <laughs> and my dog's not there. That'd probably be the most Devo thing. Oh, oh not the dog. So, uh, okay. So you're at Adopticon. Cool. Awesome. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you're watching this and you're over there, say hello. I have Tim mm. Tams. I have, I have some. I bought some like uh, red skins and uh, caramello koalas and uh, some Tim Tams for like Vince Venturella. And if, like, I'm going to be one of these painting seminars, so uh, I'll bring a bit of Aussie flavor. Um, cool. Apparently, yes, dare ice coffee as well. Apparently, they don't nice. do. That well, over there as well, Christian. I'll make sure to pack my. I'll pack my luggage full of uh, dare ice coffee. <laughs> you should. I'll do make they, sure Christian. They, I'll make sure Christian Weir's got plenty coffee? of milk for him. What? Sorry. Do they even do proper coffee there? Uh, it's pretty um, hard to find. I know there's one place in Chicago that does it really well, but otherwise, it's pretty hard to find. Yeah, Meanwhile, right. at Down Under Sigma, 
how to travel around America to play Adepticon. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Dare Ask Coffee's pretty good, though. Just throw yeah, it out it there. Yeah, it I, is. I, I live off the stuff, so... <laughs> I probably shouldn't, but I do. It's better than Red Bull. That's so, very anyways, yeah. I think I'm going to end it off with a really funny comment, which is from Ranger, which has said his wife will reenact the AOS army burning uh, video, which was the (laughs) the famous high off uh, not coming over to Sigma burning it. And that's what my wife's going to be on this channel. So (laughs) thank you, everyone. Have a great night. Thank you for the great discussion. I hope you took away plenty of things uh, to consider to build your hobby and your community. So uh, have a great night and see you guys later. Thank you for having us. See ya.